the college experience invitational national championship preview and college basketball talk on the sports gambling podcast is presented by win bet sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right. $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free t-shirt as well. Head over to sports gambling slash win for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sports gambling slash win. That's W Y N N. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas is the home for avid sports betters, providing insight analysis and free betting picks better than Vegas. It's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure you subscribe to our page. So you don't miss one of our picks sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV that sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better providing insight analysis and free betting picks, including picks from the SGPN crew better than Vegas. It's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at better than dot Vegas. That's better than dot Vegas. We're also brought to you by ACE per head. ACE is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Yes, Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to bet and sell betting positions like the stock market. And the best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting. That's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's better B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience invitational national championship preview. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick done D that's not a pick. This is a pick might <laughs> and I'm joined by my co-host former JMU Duke defensive back the Tecmo Super Bowl shit piling offensive uh offensive guru. uh guru. <laughs> Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, a wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi well. But did you already put those beers away? I am about to kill this one and I, it's, I think you put them away. I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> Um, well, in a second, uh, once I pound this one, yeah, don't, oh, well. don't look, we, yeah. we can do beer runs while we're on the, on the show. Okay. All right. The, I think they expect that. That's true. That's right? so even mid sentence. You can just leave and just go <laughs> I, grab beers. And thought. I think the people will be like, yeah, I like these guys. Priorities. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, how are you, buddy? We got, uh, we got news all across, all across the landscape of college sports. Yeah, we do. We got the Invitational National Championship Monday night. We will break down that game. Um, 
and make our projections on that. We got uh, college basketball in full swing now. It is January. Yes, indeed. All right, that means we are that transition. It is time officially. We, we are two months away from March Madness, buddy. Transitions all over the place, folks. But we, we got ours is going to be a little more peaceful. FCS college football starting <laughs> February thirteenth. Uh, yes. Deion Sanders just flipped a four-star wide receiver from Florida to Jackson State. Deion Sanders is going to turn Jackson State into a Division One program before it's all said and done. Um, we got uh, other news. How about the return of whack football? I, I don't know if you I, saw this. I did not see this. Now it's, it's on a, a I'm going to pull up the, uh, so the whack to quote Pete Thamel. Mm-hmm. Let me pull it up. Um, he's whack plans to announce on January 14th at NRG stadium in Houston, the formation of its FCS league, which starts play in football in 2022. The initial seven whack members, Abilene Christian Lamar, Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, Southern Utah, Tarleton State, and Dixie State. The WAC is expected to add two more schools in the coming months. There's a mix of D2 and current FCS institutions being vetted by Commissioner Jeff Hurd. The long-term goal of the league is to elevate the WAC back to FBS football later this decade. The league should also have a strong basketball presence as current member New Mexico State is a basketball power and Stephen F. Austin a consistent NCAA tournament team. And there'll be more, and there'll be star power with Bryce Drew at Grand, at Grand Canyon and Billy Gillespie at Tarleton State. Interesting. I love it. It's fun. It's a uh, it's, Abilene Christian's really good in basketball too this year. That's true. Yeah, Abilene Christian's playing ball. Um, I will say that uh, it's not quite the level of cachet that the WAC had previously. Some really good teams before what. Did they all go Mountain West? Is that kind of the uh, yeah. jump ship to the Mountain West? Mountain West. So someone to the American. I think Tulsa was in the whack at one point. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but La Tech might have been there too. The TCU. conference name carries weight still yeah, a little bit. TCU was in the whack. Yeah. Utah as well, I think, at one point. Yeah, the whack. Uh, whack was legit. What Fresno was in the whack. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it, was so. it was good back. So that's great. What's great is more teams are coming in. I think they want to get ahead of this. They know that they're going to expand yeah. and the sport will be saved. Boom. Ride the, uh, ride the name, you know, yeah. get everything. Well, it's like the big East coming back in basketball. Yeah. They're going to expand from one from 130, get it to like 140, Right. Yep. And hopefully they'll be expanding the playoffs. So I, hopefully Tarleton state's in a playoff game. It could very well happen. Or Dixie state. Well, someone from that crew, if they're going to do an automatic bid, uh, <laughs> is going to be a very unworthy team in the playoff under that model. But in time with it, 75 team at FBS teams in Texas uh, at that point uh, should be interesting. It'd be like a high school football. That's great. Uh, Cause it probably yeah. hurts some of uh, those guys recruiting and e- e- the equilibrium starts to uh, bounce back a little bit. You that's know? right. That's right. Maybe we see a little less of Alabama, Ohio state and Clemson. Um, and uh, we also have Don Brown, the new Defensive coordinator of the Arizona Wildcats, Patty C. Great hire. I like that hire. Jed too. Fish coming out strong. I like that hire too, man. That is a great hire. And all of a sudden, they got Chuck Cecil and Don Brown working together. All of a sudden, you gotta kind of respect her. Give it a little, you know, pay a little attention. See what they do. 
Mm, Illinois hires defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters, who was the current Missouri DC. So Bielma with his ties. Nice. nice. Is that now this guy, he just snatched up the uh, Missouri DC to go to Ryan Illinois and Ryan Walters. uh, I remember him because he was a Colorado Buffalo safety. That's a, that's a backwards move. (laughs) Well, it depends. It depends. Bielma also hired uh, app States. OC Tony Peterson to run the Illini offense. Okay. That might have been a good hire. Okay. I mean, they're both good hires probably, but it's just surprising. I mean, going from app state to Illinois is also like from a quality of football standpoint, like a downward move, but at least you're going into a power five conference at that point, kind of build your resume that way, especially if you can get them winning in the big 10, but Missouri, it's definitely a downward move to go to Illinois. I hate to say that, but like, it's not like Missouri's Illinois thinks got richer history though. Illinois, I look back at their history. They haven't won that much, man. Really? Yeah. You would so think many great players are from there. Though. You would think that like, if you look up a list of, I'll Google a list of, uh, uh, Illinois football seasons. And I want to say more often than not, they they have a losing record. They're a team of the future. <laughs> when I, when I first started watching football, they were like a really good team. I mean, I've told you this before. Yeah. Let, let me pull this they up. Had Jeff you. George and everything. I'm going to make sure I don't knock anything here. Uh, list of Illinois football seasons. And we're going to take a look going from current and moving backwards. Well, I know after Turner, things got horrible. I mean, they have sucked. No, 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 no. The eighties were great for them, right? What'd they do in the eighties? Three and seven, seven and four, seven and five, ten and two, seven and four, six and five, four and seven, three and seven. No, it's like, oh, oh, hold on. Touch I, I forgot you have a touch screen. Yeah. I'm fancy. Then, then eight six and, and four. five, ten yeah. and two. Yeah. Then eight and four, then six and six. And, and I remember them always, even if maybe they struggled, but they were like preseason. They ranked. had a couple good years. They had like elite players coming out of there though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I remember them being a better program for sure. And, and having some good years, but really that's kind of an anomaly. When you look back at like the history of this team, Hold on, go back to the, go back. What was it? The forties? Wait, wait, I'm in the twenties. They're just not. Yeah, nine and one, seven and two. You're picking out one season <laughs> in the last fifty years. Uh, Illinois yeah. football, the longest but look sleeping at Missouri, giant, dude. When I it's first the Ichabod Crane of fucking load up sleeping Missouri, giant. because before Gary Pinkle, they were a fucking doormat, dude. Missouri, yeah, yeah, I don't recall them being a powerhouse too, but I, I actually think they're sneaky in their success. I think uh, they have had more success. I think than, back, didn't they have Dan Devine at one point? Did they? I think I think he did. They did. They did. There you yeah. go. And so now that's a pull. There's the database pulling out 1958 yeah. to 1970. And they Dan were nasty Devine. with him, 11 and 0 and 9 and 2 in the. They 60s. had some good years with the uh, old Danny D. But then look, trash. Yeah, mediocre, they right? That year. But then look, they're going to be trash all trash through, this. through the 80s, all through this. Yeah. Like until Gary Pinkle. Yeah, Pinkle turned him around. Yeah. Look, that's uh, uh, Missouri is a more historically successful program than Illinois. Who to thunk it? Well, I want to. I just want to pull something up here. Let's let's look at the, the all time record. Here. You pull that up. I'm gonna go pull up some more beers. Yeah, do that. Don't be a pussy. All, all right. right. <laughs> all right. Uh, I hope you guys out there are doing good. Patty C. You know, he's struggling. He's struggling to really grasp. And this rivalry needs a comeback. By the way, the Illini Missouri rivalry. They used to play this every every uh, season. They're supposed to play in 2026. Patty C. Thank you, college football, for bringing it back. Every border battle, especially then. one between big <laughs> states, you know, 
uh, or comparably sized states should be playing each other. It's a disgrace to America for you not to battle yeah. with M- your border. Missouri rival. does lead the all-time series. They've actually only met 24 times. How's that possible? That is weird. You see, that's, that's pathetic. That's pathetic. There's so much opportunity there for a natural geographic. Look, they played every year since like from 2002 to 2010, it was almost every year and Missouri won all of them. <laughs> that's how they got the lead in this series. Really? Before that, it was uh, fairly even uh, Missouri just shat the bed, man. Well, maybe they didn't sign. Maybe they got their feelings hurt. Maybe they uh, took notes from Michigan and uh, Notre Dame and got really passive aggressive about it and really bitched out. Speaking of Notre Dame, they interviewed Marcus Freeman for the LSU interviewed him and Notre Dame interviewed. Wow. I didn't see that either. I'm a little behind on my news update. They also got look, Ian book announced he's going pro idiot. Yes, I agree. What the fuck are you doing, dude? He's supposed to get better they got wide Jack receivers Cone coming in. Maybe he's yeah. intimidated by well, the name know, itself suggests David Cohn's son. Maybe yeah, could be. <laughs> he's got that rocket arm. Uh, but Jack Cohn, I thought that was it. Okay, I thought if he was transferring there with book coming back, that was moronic. Yes, that would have been moronic because there's no way he would have unseated him. But. I mean, I don't know that it's been made official. I saw that Ian Book was going to be playing in the Senior Bowl. No, he tweeted though. He did tweet like the little yeah. pe- deuces. Out. Yeah. yeah. So that would make sense. But I, what I'm saying is I don't know that he couldn't be potentially convinced to come back. Uh, I'm sure if he talks to, well, it depends who's lying to him. All right. Um, because I mean, what, what do you think? Fifth round pick thereabouts. It sounds about right. Why would you come out? It's like Brad Kaya. He's six feet tall. What are you doing? Right? Go back and live one year of glory, right? Try and yeah. win a playoff game. Kenneth- I know it's not going to happen. We all know that, but. Yeah. Worth a try. Kenneth Walker, fun. the star running back for Wake Forest, who opted out in the bowl game, transfers to Michigan State. Confused by that move, Patty. Mm. The ones that not that doesn't make a ton of sense. I mean, Michigan State has had some big years. Mel Tucker has not shown any signs of being able to turn that program around this quickly, at the very least. So yeah, that does represent what you would seem like would be a lateral move, plus pl- probably playing against tougher defenses. In the Big Ten East, I, I don't get it. I think Klaus is kind of. I mean, maybe if he went to a much bigger school, maybe I would understand it. Right, like or, Newman when he went to Georgia. Right, yeah. Plus, like Clawson's offense is open enough that you know the running lanes are probably going to be clear for him to run through. I don't know if uh, Michigan State seems like a you know pound the rock kind of team. Uh, I maybe that's more appealing for him. I am confused, good sir. Uh, you know, Rocky Lombardi, the Michigan state quarterback, he transferred to uh Northern Illinois. So I don't, they don't, they got to find a quarterback. Something I guess they weird. got their running back now. <laughs> right. But uh, was interesting. That's, that's some news we got. Uh, what other news do we got? I feel like there was some uh, Nick Saban's uh, daughter. Didn't she say that Ohio state's uh, yeah, uh, claiming COVID because uh, Justin Fields presumably has a broken rib after uh, being Speared by uh, who's the fucker from uh, Clemson? The guy, ah, oh, come on, wasn't a spearing. I mean, it was a classic like textbook spear, but nah, <laughs> it's football. It is football. It let, is football. The, we just watched fucking the great dude. My, I'm like incredibly happy right now because we just went through a rabbit hole of like an hour long amount of YouTube clips of mainly Wilbur Marshall just dominating and Lawrence Taylor just fucking people up. Way better times. Look, and I'm not saying that it. What I'm saying is that should be a 15 yard penalty. What he did. And that that's barely because fields kind of spun into that. He I don't even think it should be have a the crown of his head down I'm on the other side of this one. I don't <laughs> think it's a penalty. 
Well, it, it's it's certainly not ejection worthy in my mind. Um, but you know, America's terrible now. The world is the world's terrible now. We got everyone's a pussy, and so this is what it is. You know, uh, Kentucky starting quarterback, if you want to call it that. Terry Wilson announces he is transferring grad transferring. He was a, originally a transfer from Oregon. Marcus Williams, the running back for app state playing really good announcing he's transferring. I mean, how many transfers are we going to see this year? Uh, I believe, you know, any, any backup quarterback in the country is probably going to transfer, especially one that believes he's uh, chase Bryce of Duke transferred to app state because Zach Thomas went pro. What are you doing? Zach? Thomas? You're not going to get drafted. That's true. Zach Thomas, you gotta, you gotta do the Jamie Newman route. Charleston Rambo, the wideout for OU, announced he's transferring. This guy struggled a little bit this year, but last year this was a money wideout for them. So that's a huge get. Watch Ohio State get him. Where, uh, from uh, from where? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, he's Jeez. a beast. Is he an, uh, a second Rambo? No, it's the same Rambo. It's the same Rambo. Yeah. Was he been out for a while? What happened to him? No, this year guy. I think he just got in the doghouse. Really? But he was a beast the past two years. There was another Rambo, what Bakari Rambo, I think. God didn't make Rambo. I made Rambo. Oklahoma made Oklahoma Rambo. Oklahoma didn't make Rambo. Um, oh, do we have that bottle opener? Yeah. Sweet. Thank you, sir. Uh, Jeff Grimes, BYU's offensive coordinator, takes the Baylor job as OC. Whose offense coordinator? Sorry. BYU's. BYU. Oh, that could be a nice little snag by Baylor. Dude, Baylor, I remember them being hot garbage. And maybe it was the uh, right around the time that I noticed them like, you know, that I started watching that they've been like one of the basement dwellers of football, but this is a program that seems to have resources out the ass and, uh, kind of has a lot of pull and it keeps getting good coaches and shit in there. Uh, is Baylor a sleeping, they they fired powerhouse. They fired for door after one year, perhaps, uh, LSU hired. What was his name? Joe, Joe Dietz or something. The, uh, the quarterback coach from the Panthers worked with Joe Brady, he was actually an assistant uh, with LSU two years ago, so they're bringing back a Brady Brady esque player or or uh, uh, coach, I should say. And then I, this one just blew my mind. Marshall, yeah, f- fires Doc Holliday. <laughs> Do you have Doc Holliday's coaching record pulled up over the? Uh, I am going to grab that right I'm now. Pull pull this up because this is uh, maybe. On par with uh, Mississippi St- or uh, Southern Miss Southern when they Miss, fired yeah. Jeff Bauer. I actually want to compare it. I want to compare it. I think Bowers was worse. Bauer was so much longer yeah. tenured. Um, but it almost makes it worse that he had like uh, what it, yeah, ten or eleven long, like yeah. good years. I mean, I guess if you're Southern Miss and you think, all right, we really think of ourselves as a national championship level coach, and this guy's been here for twenty some odd years and hasn't gotten us there. A, you're fucking idiots, but B, it's a little more understandable than like probably Marshall's best. He was the coach of the year in the conference this year. (laughs) They fired the coach of the year in the conference USA. Idiots. Okay. This guy is 85 and 54 at Marshall, right? Yeah. I mean, that alone is just mind boggling to me. It's like Marshall. You're not in the FCS anymore. You don't have Byron Leftwich in the FCS. No, that he was in he, he was in FBS. Oh, he was F- Pennington was Pennington. in FCS. Yeah. Okay, gosh. Um uh you look at his seasons, he comes in right away. Yeah. Uh five and seven. But they they had struggled the year prior, right? Yeah. Then he goes seven and six. They win the Beefo Brady's bowl, which I know a lot of Americans care about, Patty C. They do. 
then back to five and seven. You're thinking, I don't know about holiday. Yeah. Then 10 and four, then 13 and one. And they lost by one point that game. Mm. They almost went 14 and zero. then 10 and three, then up. And he wins all these bowl games, by the way, he's got a great bowl record. He's got yeah. a, he's, he's, uh, what's his he's six record? and two, six and two bowl record. Yeah. Um, like the games that really like get the most eyeballs that best represent the university, even though they mean nothing to any lay fan, you know, yeah, they're supposed to mean the most to the university. So, so after 10 and three in 2016, he goes three and nine. You're thinking, I don't know. 2017, eight and five, 2018, nine and four, 2019, eight and five this year, only a 10 game season, seven and three. And that's what the bull lost to Buffalo guy went, he's 85 and 54. This is just horseshit, dude. You know it's tough for him too. Sixty-three years old, from West Virginia, probably the, probably the end of the road, dude. Right now, if if um, I mean, does Boise State call him? Someone should. What 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 was his uh coaching background as a, uh, a he, coordinator or? Uh, a he's been at, he was at he's a he played at West Virginia linebacker back under Bobby Bowden in the seventies, right? Yeah. Uh, then he coached at West Virginia all the way up until ninety-nine. So he was with uh. Their legendary Nailing. coach. Yeah. Then he goes to NC state with Chuck Amato and then urban Meyer at Florida, then back to West Virginia <laughs> under, I think rich rod and then, uh, to Marshall. He's got a hell of a, uh, resume there, right? Yeah. Or, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what the fuck, the dude. Word. I mean, th- this is unbelievable. Tutelage lineage. Now, what's worse now? Pedigree. What's worse, that or Jeff Bauer, who went 119 and 83? Uh, huh. Jeff Bauer seasons, ready? Yeah. Uh, year one at Southern Miss. He went. What was his overall record? Or did you already say 119 that? and 83? 119 and 83. Ready? Okay. But they scheduled unbelievably aggressively. Yeah. Like back then, they would line up. They'd be like, okay, at at Alabama week one, at yeah. at Nebraska week two. Yeah. And they're like. Both in the top ten, of course. Yeah, I remember uh, Favre, you know, versus yeah. Dion. Yeah, yeah, dude, they would fucking. They, they used to have this motto: anywhere, anywhere, and any place. And they actually like lived up to that. Yeah. Um, year one at Southern Miss, four and seven. Yep. Year two, seven and four. Mm-hmm. Year three, three seven and one, and uh, that was his last losing season. Year four, six and five. Year five, six and five. Year six, eight and three. Year seven, nine and three. I mean, these are some bowl wins too. Year eight, seven and five, year nine, nine and three, year ten, eight and four, year eleven, six and five, year twelve, seven and five, year thirteen, nine and four, year fourteen, seven and five, year fifteen, seven and five, year sixteen, nine and four, year seventeen, seven and six, and a bowl. <laughs> fired. And that got him fired. I mean, he had this thing as a machine. Yeah. Like you didn't want to play this team. So I, and, sixteen years. And I bet you if you went I mean, I still think that's worse personally. 16 years with uh, what? 14 of them being winning seasons. Everything, but two, everything, but two. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, high but, expectations, but no, that, but then they've struggled since. So it's almost like they deserve that. It's the right. gods. It's like the Phil Martelli thing, Michigan, St. Joe's. It's like uh, what Tennessee did to uh, Shiano. Shiano. I was Leach. thinking about yeah. that really with Shiano the level of shitbaggery that is by Tennessee, because it's one thing to like cover your ass. But if you are supposed to have like properly vetted this situation beforehand, and then 
uh, Shiano doesn't get, uh, or Shiano hadn't done it. And then you drop him as if he did do it. I mean, you basically give credibility to that idea that didn't have any yeah. credibility yeah. before you basically no, like it was painted really him. Up. They painted him as like a, uh, an enabler of a child abuser. They fucking ruined his reputation for no reason. Just because what someone said it, uh, Clay, Clay Travis, yeah, fuck Tennessee, man. I yeah. mean, I'm sorry. Like, I, I part of me kind of has seen them suffer enough where I want to see like that program come back up, and I want to root no. for him. No, no, no. I want but... like 20 more years of <laughs> shit. I'm sorry, guys. I just want it. I want it. Um, I'm sorry, Duke, Boston College. Currently, Duke up by one. 55 seconds left. It's hard to podcast when <laughs> when I'm I'm about to see the two and seven Golden Eagles. Pull off the upset, hopefully. Whoa! Oh, the uh, the old pass to the bench. Um, which one's worse though, Holiday or or, or Bauer? Mm. Do they go Rich Rod, West Virginia guy? I mean, look if, if but he burned WVU. That's even better for him for, to go to Marshall. Yeah, and then they should schedule. Oh my gosh! But I feel like our society they wouldn't do that anymore. You know? Rich Rod should do it. I feel like Rich <laughs> Rod would do it. There's talk that Chad Pennington might be the next head coach. He's you said currently coaching high school football. Yeah, I believe in, in Tennessee. Yikes. Yikes. I mean, I guess who, who was it? Uh Michigan or, or Notre Dame? Was it Jerry Fouster? Um, who is the guy that they uh promoted as a high school coach to the uh college ranks? I think it was Notre Dame with Jerry Fouster. I'm not one hundred percent sure about that, but doesn't always work out. In fact, rarely does. Although Malzahn did do a pretty good job coming out of the high school ranks. They're apparently going to look at Byron Leftwich too. They just want uh, to go the uh, Scott Frost route really bad, don't they? I don't know what you expect. You're not going to be. Ba- I mean, this team was really good, and they had. They, should I add in that they started a freshman quarterback this year? Guess what? Yeah, he's only going to get better. Right. Four more years. Oh yeah, he's a freshman again in the fall. That's right. That's right. On yeah, well, I mean, re- realistically, Marshall, what are your what was your what's the ceiling for that program? I mean, I guess like the thirteen and one season that he had. Yeah, he brought them to the highest point that they're capable of getting to, probably higher than like you know they were on the roof at that point. I I, I yeah, I'm lost. I'm lost on this decision. And making. his name's Doc Holiday. How do you yeah. fucking fire you Doc Holiday? Yeah, you're lucky. On American pieces <laughs> of shit. Uh, where are we at here? What else do we got college football wise? We got You know, I'm looking at the old Doc Holiday. He was a uh gambler, gunfighter, and a dentist. Great occupations right there. <laughs> yeah. It's He's like gonna, he'll fucking I'll, take your money. Yeah, I'll punch you in the face, break your teeth, repair the fucking teeth, <laughs> and then you know, lose all your money in the fucking game of poker with me. Right? <laughs> Hanging out with Docky H. That's a Good fucking times. man right there. That that's is. a man beast right there. Um, well, I I think that's that's pretty much caught us up to I think all of the main college football news. Um, obviously we we got the uh, the national championship pending, but I think first we should talk college basketball. Ooh. All right. Okay. Let's get into this thing. First well, off, let me, let me, let me, let me acknowledge that my college basketball, it view, always starts in January. It's, the season it's, starts in November. Even though you're picking the games daily, you're yeah. not really tuned in. Cause you're watching football and football comes first in Patty C's world. It's true. I try, I try, I, I sit in front of the screen, but you know what really like makes it tough for me is I have the entire summer. And really college football is constantly feeding you 
storyline after storyline after storyline. It's le- it's not as hard to track. There's also not 336 teams. That's right. Yeah. And so what I have to do, and I think maybe I'll do this for next podcast, I have to pick one team from every conference that I'm rooting for, and then I'm going to follow them closely throughout the season. And and in that process, kind of get a little better at following all the other teams in that conference. Yeah. But I, I mean, you still do a decent job on the picks though. So it's like, oh, I, mean, I, I just use math, you know? Yeah. There you go. Little, little tidbits, the analytics, you know? pulling it out, man. It's Boom. hitting all forms. It's hitting the fucking burrito eating's my, the burrito eating sideline. I'm not doing advanced uh, in, analytics over here. I'm just saying, uh, they were favored by this much last week and, uh, now they're favored by a lot less. So let me fucking bet against them. Well, I think, you know, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast. Or bet on them, whatever that would be. I don't know. Yeah. You're, you're an idiot. I get it. Okay. <laughs> um, I, you know, college basketball to me is peaking where, where I told you, like, I, you know, I will forever love college football. I think, yeah. Despite the broken system that it is. Sure. Um, but to me, the golden era for me appreciating it was in the nineties. Yeah. Late nineties specifically. Yeah. But, but, uh, all the way up to like, I mean, 07 was a magical year for me. I mean, it um, stayed pretty money for a long yeah. time now. It's only really started to suffer over the last like five, six years. I agree. I agree. And whereas to me, college basketball, I, I liked it in the nineties. It was great. I thought it started to lose its luster in the early two thousands. Some yeah. Peak of college basketball to me, was still like, I think early, it's now early mid nineties. This like, is my point. I think it's definitely now. Yeah. Like I, I was talking to my, bro- my oldest brother and we were yeah. saying like, he's like college basketball is the only sport that hasn't really changed. Like uh, as far as like from a, from a money perspective, it's still, it's still pretty great. You know, now yeah. I'm sure it, money is still getting recruits like if anything, Sean Miller and stuff. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky a few years back, like at the greatest recruiting class ever, they had like five of the top 10 players in the country going, that's stupid. But I think this is what's interesting here is the, yeah. it, and I've mentioned this, I think on, on other episodes, but you got Kentucky, I mean, they're two and zero in SEC play right now. A double overtime win against Mississippi State this past week, and then beating Vandy, uh, they hit a three pretty much like at the in the final twenty seconds to win that game yesterday. Yeah, but they're still sitting. At, I think three and seven. Yeah, um, they haven't done much the past couple of years. I mean, yeah. they'll make the tournament most years. I don't know about this year. They get better. They're like any other team that is reliant on stud freshmen. They get better throughout the season, but. They usually peter out, yeah. you know, I mean, before you see the elite North eight, North Carolina was not going to make the tournament last year. Nobody didn't get a tournament, but this year they, I will say this, they're better than they were last year, but, and they're somehow like, they should have lost yesterday to Miami, the game before against Notre Dame. They got fortunate to steal. I don't think they're very good. However, if they continue to win these close games, they will be dancing. I just don't expect them. They, they, to me, they're a live dog or, or the team playing them will be a live dog. UNC sitting at seven and four right now. And, and look at some of those wins. One point win against Notre Dame. Uh, like Miami was beating them the whole game. Miami went cold. I mean, to UNC's credit, but Miami went cold the final three, three minutes or four minutes of that game. Yeah. Um, and they got lucky to escape. Then again, their losses aren't that bad. Texas, Iowa. But don't they have like a six point win against like uh North Carolina A and T. Um, let's say beat Stanford by four, which is decent. Um, that uh, was a, North Carolina uh, NCCU. Uh, yeah, they beat North uh, Carolina Central. Yeah, they're not very good by six. So that's um, a bad. I mean, like it's a they're winning bad. Like they should have lost. Notre Dame's not good. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Miami game is a good win for them. I think that will matter. 
come yeah. March. But my point on, on all of this is the pedigree and what I'm seeing in college basketball, it, it, it's changing. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned this last season. If you listen to us uh, where going out and getting the best players necessarily each year that are 18 years old, isn't the formula. I think you want, I think you want a mixture yeah. of all of them. And you know, that's like Gonzaga got with Suggs mixing them in with a bunch of experienced players. Yeah. That's a, that's a great development because obviously like with one and done, and then you saw right off the bat, like Calipari snatching up, like what boogie fucking wall, all those guys. And all of a sudden they're, they're looking like the best team at where they go, like all the way to the national championship before they lost. I think the final four, right? Then Wisconsin get them in the I, final four. Was it the final four? I think I so. thought it was the championship. It might've been the final four, but so. um, either way. So that was, re- and then I guess that uh, uh, talk, talk to my brother about it. He's he pointing now. Like one, once Duke got in on the, uh, the, uh, the one and done's, yeah. one and done's then, and Calipari not being, being a great recruiter and really like a great handler of players, uh, but not being, uh, the greatest coach X's and O's wise necessarily, uh, it starts to show, you know? Um, but even with, uh, coach K, you know, the one, the one and Roy done Williams. deal. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing it all across the, the, a lot of the blue bloods. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, Arizona does a lot of that. They've been struggling lately. Um, right. uh, I mean, Kansas kind of has been the, the, the real blueprint of like steady steadiness there. I feel like, yeah, they've been, they've been consistent. But even though I think they're down in the big 10, a time or big in the big 12, a little bit this, this year. I mean, I still think they're they're. I mean, they were number one coming into the tourney last year. So yeah, it doesn't look like it stopped working for them. We know they're cheating though, or had been, <laughs> um, but I, I, I can say this, like, I don't think they're the best. I mean, uh, I think there's a clear tier right now in college basketball thus far. And unfortunately we didn't get to see this game happen, but uh, Baylor and Gonzaga are above everyone else to me right now. And then after that, there's a slew of like, probably I'm I'm not joking when I say this, there's probably a slew of like 30 fucking teams that are kind of on the same. I would say like, there's a solid like eight after that, that seemed to be in that upper echelon. Uh, cause Michigan sitting at number 10 right now and they're whooping Minnesota's ass right now in a game that I'm on Minnesota. Yeah. They, uh, that seems like the top 10 is kind of a, the second tier. And then it, a, another drop after that, I could be wrong on that. But. I don't know though, because like, I still think that this season's so young and I know Michigan state just laid it on Rutgers yesterday, but I, I still think when I look at the, the 10 to 20 zone, um, I think any of those guys, could there's be, some players with the there. exception of Gonzaga and Baylor. Like if you told me tomorrow, Iowa is play. Well, we saw Illinois beat Iowa, right? Um, it, I mean, Minnesota beat Iowa. So I'm saying if you match these teams up tomorrow, yeah. Uh, not, let's say Kansas who lost, uh, by like 30 to Texas. If, if, if they're playing Oregon tomorrow, I honestly have no idea who's winning that game. Maybe I'd lean Kansas with Nafale Dante's injury for the Ducks, but um, I, this Not is what's great about separation the sport. there. Yeah, I, I would agree with you that tier one is kind of like it almost drops down to like tier three, like right away, just because uh, Gonzaga and Baylor are so nasty. Michigan could be jumping up there though. Yeah, I mean, Michigan's undefeated. I mean, I can't, and they they're starting to grab. You know that the way they're beating Minnesota tonight. I mean, they are, are looking pretty damn good. I, I, I've seen them a little bit. They're like three, just, I mean, Franz Wagner, 
Uh, they're freshmen. They're freshmen. Three, uh, seven, white, Hunter seven foot Dickinson's dudes. a stud. Couple man. stiffs, but like, uh, yeah. Who's the? Uh, who's the? Uh, I think he's a veteran. The uh, six, Livers. Yeah, Livers. Yeah, he's a beast. Isaiah Livers. This guy's yeah. a stud. Um, yeah, they got a good team. They got depth too. But I mean, I I, I just think it's the sport is so it's a, I, it's in a a funk right now where it's the best. I think like it's been in, in, in that I've ever seen college basketball. Yeah. Well, let me opinion. ask you this yeah. because let, let me, let me, I'll, I'll say this while you are, you claim I'm a TMZ football fan. You right? are at times. No, no, you're, yeah. you're, you're just a borderline fucking conspiracy theorist over here. <laughs> um, and I'm a normal fan, right? But I, I actually appreciate your genius. You know, you've been right on some of this stuff. You're, you're, you're proving your points. COVID-19 uh, has exposed. Oh, you're like the guy that's like, Oh, I love the Florida state Miami rivalry. And I'm like, I love eh, that. It, was, it was, it was all right. I get you know the fuck I mean? out of here. What, I, I just don't hate the obvious great rivalries. You, you, you will only appreciate like Southern miss versus, uh, I yeah, but I mean, Florida state Miami, South like Alabama. I hated both teams. So I didn't care. I still appreciate a bunch no, of I still NFL athletes it. talking shit to I each other. I still watched it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm saying like, I wasn't like, it wasn't one that I was like, I have to watch oh, this game it was for me. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I mean, as a college football fan, I've watched pretty much yeah. every compelling game to me and that's right. a compelling game still. But I, at the beginning of the season, I'm not circling that on the calendar. I am. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, I don't know if that makes me a TNZ fan. It just makes us a fan of different things. I think I appreciate all of college football. We just appreciate different parts of it, but I will admit to an extent I'm a TMZ basketball fan. And so I need Oh, you especially t- with with NBA. Well, NBA, oh, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Uh, well, college basketball, dude. What? What? Do you, what were you gonna say? I'm sorry. I, I, didn't I just need there. you to give me some juicy storylines to chew on. You know, get, get, give me a, a little bit from each of the top ten teams that I can get excited about. How about we just go by conference right now? Yeah, give me, give All me, right. a, give me a conference, something, a juicy nugget from each conference, some a TMZ style okay. nugget. Well, I, I simple. Rivalry storyline, something injury, player redemption, bullshit. I I need it though. Okay, well I'm just gonna go through and say why why this year is compelling. Okay, um, yeah, give me the Colby Dant version. Okay, you got the Big Twelve. We saw Baylor start out last year like this, right? Yeah. Maybe Baylor could have won a national championship last year. I think they they had as good as case as anybody. Yeah. They, yeah, they faded down the stretch of the regular season, lost like two games. Right. That doesn't mean anything. When the tournament's on, they still had a a, a team that you're sitting there like, I don't know, man. Yeah. You know, sitting at nine and oh, one uh, first place vote. Yeah. The, and the, the, look, they, they got studs on everywhere there. So um, I, I think Baylor, this is what's compelling to me is Kansas has normally year in, year out, walked away with that conference. And I think right now, gun to my head. Well, I mean, look, actually the top 25 sees it pretty much the way I see it. I have Texas and Baylor better than Kansas, right? Yeah. And then you kind of had this, have this enigma that is Texas tech sitting at 18, but I think a lot of Texas tech struggles are the fact that they're, they have a bunch of grad transfers. This seems to a be freshman, uh, you know, like a, a, a big freshman. So it's like, you're mixing all these players. You're fig- in a way you're kind of doing it like Kentucky, but with experienced players. So I do think they'll get better as the season goes along. Yeah. And that was kind of their approach when they went to the finals there. Uh, yeah. Mooney was a uh, yeah. transfer. And, and, and interesting and, little approach he's taken on. Well, then you add in now. I know, I know uh, Oklahoma. Who's our coach? Chris Beard. Beard. Yeah. That's where it is. Uh, I know they're getting destroyed at the moment, but Oklahoma, uh, kind of a, a team that's exceeding expectations with Lon Kruger. 
Oklahoma State has Cade Cunningham, a team uh, Oklahoma State I think is a really I now I don't think they're eligible to play. Let me double check this in the tournament this year because of their Oklahoma State College Rasco. Um, but they're a team that I think is going to be a tough out for everyone in the Big 12. They they just gave up a 20 point lead and lost to West Virginia, which is another one we can mention. Oh. West Virginia coming into the season, this is supposed to be Huggins' best team. Now to, they, they did just lose a, a guy opted out on the season uh, to Shebe, a big time freshman for them, mm. but they respond with, with going on the road to Stillwater down 20, come back and win that game. Press VA uh, Cade Cunningham projected as the number four pick in the draft on NBA draft draft.net for Oklahoma state. They're not typically a, a program that gets that kind of recruit. Are they? Uh, I think I mean Marcus Smart. No, right? I mean they've had they've had they've some had some, decent players. Yeah, over but the he years. seems yeah. like a guy who coming out like Big Country Reeves. Shout out. <laughs> was he Oklahoma State? Yeah, buddy. Who is who is the Oster tag? Was uh, Kansas? Kansas? Yeah, okay. Uh, but I, I yeah, so I don't think they can play in this year's postseason, as far as I understand. So that's a dagger to them. Oklahoma but State. They get to play spoiler rule though, and and but then West Virginia, like I mentioned, West Virginia coming into the season, people had people thought West Virginia could win the Big Twelve. Yeah. That, okay, so that's just one conference. V- well, pretty let me, compelling. Right? Let me say this. Yeah. I'm already gonna pick my team from the Big Twelve here, so I'll, I'll start the process now. My team for this year, and probably should have been for a long time is West Virginia is press Virginia. And I'll admit it. Like I was a Huggins. I was huge. Um, I was in love with Huggins on in Cincinnati. And I think the fact that they went to West Virginia or West Virginia, and there's like a, you know, kind of a, a, a spite for West Virginia from Virginians. You know, I, yeah. I, I had a hard time jumping on board with the uh, Huggins there. Even though I kind of had to admit that I liked him in my heart. Now I'm, I'm out, I'm out of the closet and okay. I'm uh, you're, you're a mountaineer guy. Now. I'm a mountaineer fan. Uh, we'll burn those couches. Damn right. But I mean, that's if if that's not to me as compe- compelling because I mean, there's a chance Kansas could finish fourth or fifth in this in this conference. I don't think we'll ha- I think they'll finish third or fourth. Yeah. But uh, I think Baylor and Texas are flat out better, right? Yeah. Um, that hasn't happened in a fucking long time, dude. That can- you know yeah. what I mean? Like Kansas been dominating. Yeah. The Oklahoma, the Big Twelve uh, basketball scene. Um, then, then you you, you shifted. Let's talk uh, ACC basketball. Your your conference with Virginia. Struggling, but I think they turned it on late, and I think Duke did survive against uh, BC. But um, kind of anyone's conference here, Clemson. Clemson is a team I think is is uh, really grabbing top notch wins. You look at their resume. Yeah, you know they have a lot of wins against quality opponents, and they seem to barely win these games. But Clemson, you got I know they tied at nineteen with Virginia Tech right now. Virginia Tech lost tonight to Louisville uh, by two. In, in a barn burner, but I would, I, I would think Syracuse is over achieving what we thought, even though they blew a, a 12 point lead and lost a pit tonight, but Pitt's one that's surprising, but there's a chance Patty C NC state. I think is another team, uh, Miami, Georgia tech, these teams emerging. Yeah. My, Miami's got a busted record right now, but that they've been really injured. ACC I, is topsy turvy Florida state. Who? But that's what my point is your, your blue bloods. There are what Virginia, Miami, I mean, I mean, sorry, Virginia, Duke, North Carolina. And then you could start to say Florida state's kind of emerging over the past 10 years. Right? NC state has had some good years, but not great. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying like, I, th- I think there's a decent shot that those teams finish in the middle of the pack. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's looking like it, dude, 
they're not showing tons of signs. I mean, of imagine if Clemson or Virginia tech wins the ACC dude. I mean, that hasn't happened in fucking a long time. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. it's still early. I don't want to, I don't want right. to get it over my head. Louisville starting to play a lot better ball. Maybe, maybe Louisville. And then we've seen that before, yeah. but, but uh, I do think it's, it's more open than any time I can recall. That's right? true. Virginia tech doing an amazing job in the post uh bud, bud Williams era. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Dude. The Mike young hire was quality, man. And before I get to the next conference, I want to tell people that the college experience is brought to you by win bet. Yes. $500 risk-free bet. Send in your first win bet screenshot to podcast at sport at sports gambling podcast.com. Uh, to get a free t-shirt. Come on now. Everyone needs a free t-shirt. You got that old wrinkled shirt sitting at home smelling like fucking old feet. You know what I mean? <laughs> Throw that thing away. Get a free t-shirt. Right? I'm wearing that right now. <laughs> tons of tons of boosted bets, including a wheel spin to boost parlays. Perfect for <laughs> DJs only uh, win bet is currently online in New Jersey, Colorado, Michigan is coming soon and more States are on the way. You better believe it. If win bet isn't active in your state, you can still get a free shirt by referring a friend sports gambling podcast.com slash win that sports gambling podcast slash or.com slash win. That's W Y N N um, Patty C back to college basketball. We are going to talk Alabama, Ohio state college football, uh, invitational championship. Maybe we just touch on uh, the uh, power conferences here. No, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking dive in there. Let's go baby. But, but what'd you think of that? The uh, Holy cross Boston matchup where they're in masks. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if it was one of our listeners that, uh, (laughs) was questioning why that would be a potential health hazard. Dude, have we regressed as human beings? Like we are living, they just tested everybody before you tip the ball. Right. (laughs) Doesn't that, are you just saying you don't trust the fucking doctors? Is that what essentially you're saying? Right. I couldn't imagine playing a fucking game with a mask on. Yeah, dude. The gym it's probably fucking hot. You're running around, right? It's <laughs> the you, dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like you need oxygen in your blood. I'm not, I'm not like super like down with like in on the science here, but I'm assuming that's going to start to overheat your body, put you at risk for yeah, heat stroke. That's what, that's what I thought. I mean, Lack I, of get, oxygen, I get out yeah. of breath just wearing those masks sometime when I'm walking around. Granted, yeah. I'm a fat piece of shit, but like, <laughs> I mean, it just seems like it's going to reduce your oxygen. And when you're already, I couldn't imagine running. Yeah. Short basketball is not one of these sports. Like even football makes sense. Okay. One play. Yeah. Basketball. You run the entire yeah. fucking time. Yeah. You could be out there doing a 10 minute wind sprint. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest shit I've ever heard of. Okay. Uh, Big East currently Villanova eight and one. They're one loss to Virginia tech, but even they have underachieved from what I've seen. I know they're eight and one, but I'm saying from a eye point of view, uh, eye test. Yeah. I think it wouldn't shock me if now gun to my head, I'm still taking them to win the big East, but I think Xavier's overachieving. Um, Providence is going to be a tough out. Creighton's playing good ball. Marquette's been up and down. UConn's been up and down. I think it's going to be harder for them unless I see some real improvement, but, but which is certainly capable. Cause I think Jay Wright is that, that good of a coach, but uh, I think it's anyone's con- I mean, this one is somewhat, I think, different than the uh, than the Big Ten, the SEC. Like, to, in my opinion, the Big Ten, the SEC, the Big Twelve, the Pac twelve, and the Big Ten are just completely wide open. Yeah, or right? ACC too. Yeah, it's ACC too. I'm sorry, that's the one I forgot. Yeah. Uh, whereas this one, I think that it's 
it's like, no, we're probably still going to see Villanova win this yeah. one, but it wouldn't shock me because when I watched them now in the preseason, I was all over them. I thought they'd win the national championship personally. Yeah. Right. And they've just kind of not looked the part to me. So it, it makes me think, even though they're eight and one, that they're vulnerable to lose to some of these teams. And then it wouldn't shock me if, if they got upset, but who did uh Seton hall lose in the uh, off season? Who's there? Uh, they lost the dude to the Knicks, uh, their scorer. Yeah, I'm surprised that they bounced oh, back man. as well as What they... the fuck is his name? Powell. Miles oh, Powell. Miles Powell, that's right. Yeah, but they lost a couple people. Powell was Powell was their their, their, their stud. Their, yeah, their yeah. stud. The... But they're still solid. They're still solid. They're still gonna be a tough out night in, night out when you're playing the, the likes of those guys. Yeah. But that one maybe a little bit, I can say. Eh, okay, it's probably gonna go predictable. Yeah. Right? Um let me stop you real quick. What's that? Okay. And I I love doing this and I want to keep doing this. But Oh, you didn't pick your, you didn't pick your big, your no, no, no. Team? It just occurs to me that like, you know, a little bit when I'm watching this, there's a million fucking teams and like tracking the top 25 is always going to be fun. Who's, who's a competitive team for a national championship standpoint, but I want, I'm going TMZ here, right? Uh, what the fuck was I trying to say? All right. Tracking stars has always been like a, 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 a fun way for a TMZ style fan to get in the sport. And that is obviously not possible. The top 10 draft picks are projected to be freshmen. Two of them are in the fucking uh, G league or whatever um, D league, whatever. Um, what is the main selling point of college basketball is, is it the, uh, the, the parody or I think it's the game, the game itself. I think it's the game. Like, I think the game has strategy that the NBA does not. Right. Well, that's another thing yeah. that I, uh, as a, not as well studied basketball play, uh, fan may need a little help understanding. But that, to me, I mean, look, I, I could give a fuck. And I, I mean, I mean, you could just see it on the floor. What they're doing is, is more compelling. Yeah. Well, they're playing tougher defense. Yeah. The effort is, I mean, don't get me started. Yeah. They call traveling. I mean, how about that? Right. Um, but it's like me and NC Nick talked is like, I I don't think they understand sometimes ESPN and, and, and maybe this for the lay fan. Sure. And yeah. maybe, maybe I'm in the wrong here or, or as a, essentially someone that is in the minority, mm-hmm. but I don't care who the players are. I don't ever want to, I mean, like I never, and we've talked about this in yeah. the college football thing. I don't care to watch like if, Oh, is this guy going to be an NFL? I don't give a fuck. Right. I just want to watch the game played as the game and the strategy behind it and see the best game I can. Yeah. Well, if it was a little easier to look at, like, you know, I tried out for high school basketball, did not make the team. Granted, we were one of the best. We were number one in the yeah, area. Scotty Reynolds was on, Scotty Reynolds yeah. on our team. So, uh, but I don't complete. And it's not as easy to like, you can't like break down the, the strategy of basketball quite as easily. So I can obviously when it's something as obvious, like the pack line defense with Tony Bennett, or Bayheim running like a half court trap. Yeah, there's a full court press. Full that, court that press. Beard it. runs at Texas Tech. Yeah, or, when you see Patino, that, yeah. then it's real yeah. obvious. But as far as like, you know, offensively, then, you could see, you know, a fast break team versus a half court team. You know, but I, I think that's what I need to do is get like more dialed into like what these each of these coaches are doing, you know, and, and you know, I'm sure but that to would me, make but, it more but, compelling. But to me, my, my argument though, it's not even college basketball based, it is yeah. why I like college sports better is I feel. Like college football, you, I mean, like we talked about NFL is everyone's got the same system pretty much. Yeah. 
Right. That's the same thing with NBA. And it's really incredibly boring to me. Yeah. Especially right? since they all can, like can shoot deep now. I mean, I still love the NFL way more than I do the NBA, but I'm saying like, I have zero desire to watch the NBA. I, right. Whereas the NFL, I still, I still tune in, Right. but it isn't compelling to me. I, I they don't take like, I mean, even, even coach Leach has had, has said like, you're, they don't even hire, you don't even get to hire your, your own DC, your special teams yeah. coach. It's kind of like, a, you're like a manager. Yeah. Oh, the coaching yeah. like hires in the NFL are is boring. Well, that's changed as, drastically before. The, and, and coach Leach brought this up. And, and I th- also think uh, June Jones brought it up when we had him on. Yeah. Was that before they would go out and hire uh, a coach in their philosophy and change their whole ways ab- around that. Yeah. And it was cutting edge at the top and yeah. college would then feed off of, Oh man, this was uh you know, this was uh you know, John Madden's assistant with the Raiders. Yeah. Let's hire him. Yeah. Where yeah. now it's actually reversed. College yeah. football is ahead of the NFL. Right. Urban Myers yeah. Yeah. demanding well, you're $12 it with, million. You saw with Cliff Kingsbury. You know, Andy Reid studying Mike Leach, but Bill Belichick is studying Mike Leach's offenses. Yeah. You know, and and, and June Jones' styles of play here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and you're seeing it all across the board where before NFL was cutting edge yeah. from an offensive and defensive perspective. Yeah, Bill Walsh. Yeah. Those dudes were. All, all of it. I mean, you go back and it, it, I it really started to change. I feel like two thousands, yeah, two thousands. It really started to, to really, well, I mean, offensively, I guess in the NFL to an extent, uh, they've just max. I mean, it's kind of like in a way, wouldn't with, you still love to see the like Jacks? I'm sorry to cut you off, no. but I'm saying like the Jacksonville Jaguars just go triple option in the NFL and see if that, works. I would love it. I would I love think to it see them give them I a, it give it work. a try. Yeah. They invest too much money in the quarterback for them to take a chance. But hey, but how no, about but that's that's what's take genius. a chance and change that the would change, financial structure? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is if that worked and and at Jacksonville, you don't have to win a Super Bowl. You just go nine and seven, and make a wild card, and that's a great season for you. Yeah, right. Acceptable if, for the fans, and most you years. wouldn't need to go high price quarterback. Yeah, but they've turned. It's a copycat league. Yeah, unfortunately, because like I, that's what I find mundane about it. Yeah, right. But my point is, is that it's like the FCS football season this year. When fans say, Oh, I've never watched it. It's like, to me, I just want to watch the game be good. Right. And maybe that, I don't know if I'm, am I in the minority as a fan there? No, 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 no. I, 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 so hold on. What are you saying though? You're saying you just want to watch the game be good. And well, there's obviously the game be good, but also like a, a comp- like competitiveness and right. strategy that well, I mean, makes because the game there good. are good games in the NFL, but you're just watching two teams do the same thing. And usually the team with the better quarterback wins. And but that's kind of well, what the, the NFL game is, is kind of like, and this is just my own personal opinion, Yeah, but they've kind of changed their form in a way, almost compared, like they're make, they put those, the quarterbacks up on a pedestal yeah. from a marketing standpoint now. And it's kind of turned into the NBA in ways. Yeah, it has where it NBA, bothers me where you can't touch the quarterback. Yeah. So it's like, it's like superstar. It's calls, not basically. even like the game anymore. It's like, I mean, look, I love it. I still, I still will yeah. watch these games. <laughs> we just watched Eric Hipple in 1985, yeah, just getting blasted, get his bell destroyed twice but, in two different games, but you and see, hits that would be the be- biggest hit of the year. Now this was like an, a twice a game thing for quarterbacks. But I just find it like it, it's redundant to me. Like it, it's just like, I, I'll watch, but I mean, I haven't, Honestly, and I know people will say, well, I'm just, that's just me. Yeah. I haven't been truly entertained by like a, and, and watched an NFL game and say, man, that was a great fucking game. Yeah. In years. Well, the product is definitely worse, but I, I will say that I'm compelled by the, the new fresh blood in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's great. The it's Red better Skins than it has been. It's great. The chiefs. Yeah. I like that tenure with Andy Reid and the chiefs. I hope they win multiple Super Bowls. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I like the, I love the Buffalo bills. It's great to see them doing their thing. Yeah. Right. Agreed. 
But at the same time, the overall game, like at the can, same when's time, the last time we had to watch say, that quarterback yeah. get sacked in the most clean way, humanly possible. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Yeah. Kirk Cousins yeah. gets sacked and, and it's a roughing the pass. I don't, I, the, the defender, I mean, we say this every week, but he even went almost like as gently as possible. But too. like, when's the last time you can say like, you saw a great NFL game. That's true. I'm saying, it's been a long time, man. Yeah. It's been a long time. Uh, th- and that's what I mean though, is normally they'll, they'll have these calls jeopardize these games and these outcomes that really ruin the fact that, Hey, that might've been a great football game Yeah. from a viewing standpoint. It doesn't stand out because it's like in your head. You're like, I, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everyone just, there was right? a pass interference call. I even think the super bowls have been shit. I mean, like the, the chiefs niners, I there've been some shit. good super bowls. There've been some good. Super Dude, the worst was the Pats Rams. That was like blow my fucking oh, brains out. That was out. terrible. And I love a defensive struggle. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, was really like bad. blow my fucking brains out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Pats, uh, Seahawks was a good one. Pats Falcons. I guess if you're a Patriots fan, was a... yeah, but I just don't like those dome games, dude. Yeah. You know what that's I mean? true too. <laughs> very true. I'm very a very true. picky fan, I guess. You know what I mean? But, I but, guess. but also like, I just feel like even in that one, like I still think pass interference, like the, the, the Falcons, uh, the Falcons Pats game. Yeah. Oh yeah. At that point it was like, they're going to get, they're going to make the game close. And then, you know, the fact that Brady was able to put on like a last minute drive, they fucking gobbled it up. That was like, I mean, how about, I mean, I don't know. Even the coaching philosophy from, uh, actually Niners. It's like, you're, he laid up, but a little bit. that was, I guess, you know what? I'll say that's probably the last good game. You know what? Actually, let me, let me push back on you because I was compelled last year by, uh, by the 49ers being a run first team and the chiefs being, a no, pass. I was compelled by that, but I'm saying as a overall game, I thought I it was a good game. I didn't now. And I'll tell you what game was on pace to be good. And this is a perfect example. Of what I'm talking about Yeah, is the bills. Texans were a wild card game and Josh Allen completes a pass to put them in field goal range. And they call a 15 yard penalty for the crack block, the crack back block. Yeah. That was so bad. It ruined the game, right? <laughs> Yeah, that happens I truly didn't, I way mean, more now than it ever did dude, before. But, but th- that one was so, it wasn't even relevant with the play. It yeah. was so soft. And, you know, I, I knew the Bills were going to lose in the next round. But yeah. I thought, man, this is compelling. Just, this quarterback that everyone thought was going to suck yeah. just made a, a ridiculously athletic play to get the ball into field goal range now. And they're going to penalize it with this? With the fucking bitch. With this bullshit little play? The Bills haven't won a playoff game in like 30 fucking years. You're going right. to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now no one remembers it. Yeah. Like, I mean, you remember it for the bad call. You don't remember it because it was a good yeah. game. We all remember yeah. Ohio state Clemson for the bad call. Not yeah. because it was a great game. Well, that's college football's problem. Yeah. Is, is you need to expand it because obviously I like, like, like I was mentioning when BYU and coastal, when that game's played and that re- everyone highlights that as the best game of the season, perhaps and then you're sitting there saying, well, that's a problem. That's right. a problem when you're, when your two games were blowouts, like they've been every year. Yeah. If you expand, even if, even if you end up with Alabama and Ohio state in a, in a, in a, in a, in a field of, of yeah. 32, you get some compelling games no, you on get, the way. And there. those will be more memorable than the championships, which happens all the time in the NFL all the time. Like dude, how many people don't give a fuck about that bills, Cowboys, Super Bowl? what they remember that, that 32 point comeback with Frank, Wright. That's true. Right. That's true. How many people, I mean, I know, I know you, uh, I remember the, the, Captain comeback uh, against the Steelers uh, more than I do the Super Bowl. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of games like this. I remember the Neil O'Donnell, the Alpha Papuno, fucking. Uh, I mean, those are all semifinal games, so. But uh, it doesn't matter. They're still better than the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. Those and Super Bowls were were horrendous. That's a, those that's years. a small yeah. sample size of like how expanding the tuck even rule, by a few teams. The Tuck Rule. Yeah, that's divisional playoff. Yeah, although that's that kind of for a terrible was, call. Yeah, that was that was for a terrible call. But that game was actually crazy because it was uh, in the middle of a blizzard. Yeah, I remember Adam Vinatieri's nailing like fifty yarders. Chiefs like, Steelers wild card stands out to me as an awesome game back when Montana was on there. Yeah, like there are great games in the playoffs that you know that is college football's problem. But anyway, we're uh, but, but that's my point though is that so so the game still is important to me. Like I want to watch a good game, competitive, and I haven't seen that in a while in the NFL. And I, and I haven't uh, seen that at all in the NBA in a long time from my point of view, but um, yeah, the NBA, uh, my brother, my brother said this and he's right. The game, they've just gotten so good at shooting that all anyone does. Well, They catered to it too. Like they, that with the no charge, the the defensive three seconds, like it's, it's just the game. It's like they went, if you go back, in the '92, you Olympics. think if they change the rules a little bit or, or put them back where you it was make in the it '90s, more, bring back the hand check. But, yeah. but if you go back and, and look, force them to innovate offensively from what they are now. This past summer, I was watching you Dream Team, yeah, against like I was watching some of that Olympics, yeah. And the, the NBA modeled that the, I the, that we see now, I see as a lot of those teams back in the '90s in Europe. And yeah. it's also what made it like unappealing to me. Right. Oh, when I watched them, when you were watching the Euros back yeah, in the, yeah. against the dream team. Yeah. It's like, they were yeah. just like, so, like, Oh, this, soft yeah, ass basketball. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like they, they're always flopping and complaining for fouls. And yeah. like, it's just, it's just garbage to me. Right. And, and we obviously know the David Sternism shit, but, but I'm saying, I don't know. We're, we're, we're getting sidetracked though, but, um, yeah. Okay. But that's why college basketball to me, the strategy, the effort is there. Uh, one of the things I am missing greatly this season though, is the home court environments yeah. that make oh, it so totally, special. Totally. Totally. You know, well, I'm going to ping you throughout probably every fucking podcast we do with requesting TMZ nuggets so okay. that, you well, know, I, I don't know the TMZ nuggets. Really. Well, Shaka gonna, smart is a guy. How about that? Texas Shaka smarts coaching for his job. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's perfect. What, what you've given me already that mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like, you know, so-and-so bang so-and-so's mom, you know, or yeah. whatever the coach is caught doing drugs. But what you're telling me now, just like something more than, you know, someone hit a buzzer beater. Cause I feel like that happens 20 times a night in college. And that's basketball. why it's fantastic. I mean, it is yeah. great when you tune it in and you see the fans going nuts and, and yeah. the players caring about it. But like, uh, but since that happens so frequently in order to differentiate between what's happening and like understand it, instead of just saying the same thing over and over every night with different uniforms, I need to understand the bigger picture and some of the intricacies of it. So I'm going to be hitting you up all well, season. I, I still got divisions to go here. So all right, let's yeah, rock. You got the AAC. Yeah. Right. AAC completely fucking. You're thinking Houston, but Caleb Mills just left the team. One of their better players. You wanted to, to, to go closer to home. That's going to be a huge loss. I mean, they, they actually rallied and fucked me on Wichita tonight. Mm. This Houston. Yeah. But I mean, look, I think Houston, is probably going to win that thing, but it would not shock me if SMU won it. Mm. I also think uh, there's a, a bunch of solid teams there. There's a bunch of solid teams after that. Wichita State and Tulsa, really solid. Um, Those people out in Texas play good ball, yeah, don't they? Dude, te- I think Texas is the best basketball state right now. Yeah. Uh, someone asked me, is Iowa the best? Because with Drake being 12 and 0 in the Missouri Valley. Yeah. And Drake's best player from a season ago transferred to Minnesota and he's balling at Minnesota. So only imagine if he was at Drake this year. Um, but with, 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 uh, with Drake and then, you know, Iowa with Garza is Iowa, the best basketball state. 
And I said, no fucking way, dude. T- take a look at Texas. Yeah. I mean, with Baylor, Texas University, and yeah. Texas Tech, and, and TCU's playing solid. Yeah. Right? Those are just in the Big 12. But then you go Houston, they're ranked 11. Yeah. They're really good. Then you look at Abilene Christian and Stephen F. Austin, who play. And then, and then when you dive deeper after that, SMU is a contender yep. in the AAC. Uh, Rice is playing good ball in the Conference USA. Same with North Texas. When you think about the fact that uh, San Antonio, Houston, and Dallas have all won NBA championships in the last you wonder the effect twenty five years, maybe it maybe it caught on. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, Texas is is, I think clear clear cut for. I mean, look, Virginia's got Virginia and Virginia Tech, and Richmond playing really good ball. VCU playing really good ball. I would take those over over Iowa. Um, but, but AAC, I think completely wide open still wouldn't shock me. You know, it's early in the season. Wouldn't shock Houston did beat SMU, but it wouldn't shock me uh, when they play up again. If SMU steals that one, Yeah, Houston, especially Houston losing mills just happened this past week. So I wonder the effect last, uh, you know, that's one of their best players, right? See if they drop off a little bit. Uh, then you bounce over to what the big 10. And this is one that is the best conference of college basketball. How do you see? I actually think that you think they're number one. I by far, I think, okay. I think by far, I almost think that they should put every team short of Nebraska in the the NCAA tournament. They have seven teams ranked in the top 23. Every night is a great game. Yeah. Every night is a great matchup. I should say, maybe not like Michigan did blow out uh, Minnesota tonight, but, um, you're, you're seeing top, top end teams playing every night. I mean, like Penn state blew out Virginia tech when they played, when they did the big 10 ACC challenge, big 10 just destroyed them. Really? And Penn state sitting down there. Oh, and three in the big 10 one by 20 in Blacksburg. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're just could win the ACC. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. ACC is going through something. right? I almost think you can make the argument. And I actually would say I would be on board with it this year. Hmm. You know what I mean? I fight for the mid majors all often, but I actually think you can just take everyone short of Nebraska. Yeah. Now, obviously, the season's still got to play out. If Maryland keeps losing, maybe you t- throw Nebraska and Maryland as not in the tournament. But as of right now, <laughs> they're sending 12 teams. To the I bucket. think you should fucking throw every team except Nebraska in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Crazy. That's how good I think they are. Look, this is coming from a dude that uh, doesn't love Big Ten necessarily. I mean, I no. think you give them their props, but I don't think you're in love with the Big Ten. If at anything, all. I'm mad at them for their football stance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they came around, but uh, that doesn't matter. Yeah, they did. Uh, it was a little too late. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and plus, they were like one of the first ones to try and poo-poo it. They uh, do deserve some shit. Uh, but I mean, I find that uh, and uh, talk about storylines. You got Michigan undefeated, Jawan Howard, who's got no real history. I mean, there's your right? TMZ for me right there. Is like I watched the Fab Five. I remember them. I remember the cultural impact of it. I remember how cool they were. You know, I wasn't rooting for him, but uh, kind of in my heart. There's part of me that was part of me that wasn't. But I always liked Juwan Howard. He was my favorite of the Fab Five. And uh, boom, now that he's at Michigan, I'm I love Michigan. Yeah, you've always been a Michigan guy. Yeah. But but to me, another part for you is the TMZ is I know (laughs) I know they they uh, that the past week has been tough on these two teams. But before this past week, Rutgers and Northwestern were looking like the, the top of yeah. See, that's an easy, easily right? digestible storyline that I can get on. Well, then you got Tom Izzo who was struggling and now he just pulled up a great win against Rutgers where, I mean, I was shocked because I, I thought I locked up Rutgers. Cause I was yeah. like, dude, Michigan state's been shit. Izzo is uh, lost it. There's another uh, well, kingpin basketball coach and he never gets the one and dones though. He's just, yeah. I think got a less talented team, but watch, you want to see great coaching. It's like Tony Bennett last year. Yeah. 
gets them together. That's you don't see that in the NBA. The NBA doesn't have coaches, right? In my opinion, it's just yeah, they LeBron's have managers, coach, right? Dude, there was a, a story in the LA last year about uh, who was it? Frank Vogel is their head coach. Yeah. Uh, he went to check LeBron out because of foul trouble. And LeBron just put like, him on the bench. Yeah. He said, no, man, I'm not checking out. Right. <laughs> you sit down. Yeah. Uh, so then Frank Vogel just accepted it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not fucking, yeah. where's the coaching and strategy? Like, dude, in college basketball, you when what we saw of Tony Bennett last year at Virginia. Yeah. That was incredible. Was amazing. That one. And I think you they could see that with Izzo yeah. and Michigan state right now. Cause yeah. I mean, that was a huge win. The way they played defense last night. Uh, Great really player impressive. development before your eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And well, that, a lot of that comes with strategy. You, you're like, man, I know they don't have any good offensive players, really. Yeah. You know, like Virginia last year, right. you're sitting there. I, I watched them beat Navy one time by like four, and I'm like, they're gonna be. They, they haven't even entered ACC play yet. They're gonna get fucked up. Yeah. And then you just saw great start them coaching. finding their way. They went yeah. tight game after tight yeah. game. It was great. It was fucking great yeah. to watch. Yeah, a, a team yeah. for me to cheer for that I, you know. Have been following their players closely enough and their coach, and I kind of understand what they're doing from a strategy standpoint. That one was easy enough for me to follow and get excited about. So now I just got to expand on that. Well, then you, you hop over to the Pac-12. Yeah, and the Pac-12 just completely—it's almost like football in a way, where they're just throwing body blows. Now, a gun to my head right now, I'm taking Oregon as the best team in the Pac-12. Yeah, but they just lost Nafali Dante, their big man for the season. Mm. Um. After that, it's Arizona, Colorado, UCLA, USC. Uh, I think Stanford should be thrown in there. I so think, Oregon's definitely tier I, one there, though. I don't even think so. I think like I, I think just a little edge. Yeah, a little fucking edge. Yeah. Uh, tier one by a, a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, but after it wouldn't shock me at all if UCLA or Arizona. Well, they should. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, but all of those teams. Washington State was nine and zero, and they're nine and one now. They lost in, in double overtime to Arizona, but they've been surprising. Kyle Smith loved that hire as a head coach from San Francisco who beat your boys. Fuck him. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I guess he wasn't there. Fuck well, no, him. but his, that was his assistant. That's still at, at San Francisco. All right, fuck him then. Um, <laughs> I think that's completely wide open and you want to talk about completely wide open. Let's talk about the sec conference where yeah. with Kentucky and Tennessee were the, the ones that were in the preseason top 10 and 15, right? Three and six, Kentucky. Yeah, three and <laughs> six, and and there are two wins in SEC. They're two and zero oh in SEC play. Yeah, but trust me, the way they've been playing, when you're beating Vandy like that, that ain't gonna last. When you start playing the likes of Alabama and Arkansas and Florida and Missouri, LSU and Missouri, yeah, Tennessee, yeah, yeah. So I think and this conference is as wide open as I can recall. Yeah, I think it, I have no well, fucking idea. You can just take a fucking dart. And just throw it at the wall. Who who has like dominated? I mean, obviously Kentucky was Florida. Had yeah, Florida years. had yeah. great years under Donovan. Yeah. Um, who else? I mean, obviously Nolan Richardson back in the nineties, but like, but but Florida even even with Mike White, I feel like they were still like there a little bit. No LSU as well when they had Glenn Davis, they went to the Final Four. Yeah. So um, did I ever tell you this story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, tell it, tell it, tell it, tell the fans, right? Dude, so my, uh, I wanted to get a uh, chick roommate while I was out here in L.A. This after Colby left, we were we were living together in Hollywood. Colby uh, moved out to the beach out here, and uh, I needed to get a roommate. I said, I'm getting a chick, right? I got a chick, and I got I, I vetted her. She was cute. And she's a massage therapist, right? And I was like, dude, this can go right in a lot of ways. One day, one day you come home and Big Baby Davis is dude. butt naked with his dick out. <laughs> and you're just Close like, enough, man. Big Baby Davis is in my <laughs> living room wearing my basketball, only my basketball shorts. And uh, he's getting a massage from my roommate because I guess she worked in, 
he was one of her clients and she's like dropping an elbow into his bag and he's like, ah, and he's wearing my shorts. And I was chopping it up with him. He's a cool dude. But it's like, I don't have like a nice apartment. <laughs> like big baby is definitely like, I would expect him to be more Hollywood than he was. Well, what did he get? A, he got arrested in Aberdeen, Maryland for uh, what dr- drug possession and, and, dist- and distribution charges. Wow. Back in, this is three years ago. I don't know if he beat this or not. But he was uh, at a Hampton Inn. <laughs> Big baby is keeping it gully. <laughs> the hotel owner smelled marijuana. That just sounds like a racist fuck. They're smoking, right? Yeah, I, there there were black people in they there. Saw and they saw a smelled, black person smelled go in like the room. marijuana. <laughs> Sprinkle some yeah. crack on them. <laughs> but ch- check us out. Yeah. Uh, the police then found 126 grams of marijuana on him. Hey, you know what? If it's marijuana, this guy shouldn't go to. 126. Check this out. They also a found a briefcase with ninety-two thousand dollars in cash. <laughs> But uh, you might you might not have known this, but ninety two thousand dollars in cash might have been in your apartment. Jeez, Dude, big baby. That's like our buddy Kyle. He was living next door to uh, Whitey Bulger in Santa Monica. That's crazy. So we were getting hammered. I was going to his house, <laughs> like, and Whitey Bulger's Dude, right next. To and, and they found like ten million dollars in cash and like five hundred assault rifles. <laughs> and we're like sleeping like ten feet away right. from this fucking right. house. Luckily, you guys uh, kept it quiet well, after two. Well, how about this, like? Sometimes when I'm hammered coming in, like you see, I mean, I, I don't know that I did this, but I'm saying I could easily see myself. There's like this old man like, out of the way, Gramps. You know what I mean? Like Whitey Bulger just gonna right. fuck me up. You know what I mean? Chop your fingers <laughs> off and send them to the different continents and shit. We're getting sidetracked though. Hang on, hang on. Uh, where are we at? Uh, so, so then you have the A10, which which I think is a really slept on basketball conference. Uh, last year, Dayton, you know, I think was a national contender. And I really believe that uh, Richmond and St. Louis and, and Dayton will Dayton was probably going to be there again this year, but one of their best players opted out like a week ago. Yeah. Just quit the team. Mm. Um, so I think they're in trouble theme here. But I think Richmond and St. Louis are, are the class of the thing, but don't sleep on Davidson. I think don't sleep on St. Bonaventure. I've been, I've been heavy on Davidson yeah. on the I locked uh, him yesterday. Yeah. They're a cover machine. They are. They are, man. <laughs> Uh, St. Bonaventure, I think could be a dangerous team if they can make it to March. Yeah. Um, so that's a compelling thing there. There's no, you haven't uh, go. The only conference really is the WCC, which is a good conference with San Francisco, BYU, Gonzaga, but Gonzaga is just so much better than we're going to get to see tomorrow night, BYU, Gonzaga. And we'll get to see if BYU and Mark Pope, you know, former Rick Pitino player at Kentucky, the head coach of, uh, of BYU yeah. and, and he's in last year he was in year one and I thought he did great. So now he's in year two. Yeah. It's tough when you're playing Gonzaga. So I don't expect them to, but I expect yeah. BYU to be dancing come March. Where is BYU independent bat or who no, they're they? in the WCC. WCC. Yeah. Sorry. We skipped, uh, yeah. skipped down to that. Um, but this, this is a compelling conference to me, even though I feel like Gonzaga is just head and shoulders above yeah. everybody, but St. Mary's normally, you know, really good coach team. Randy Bennett does a great job there. Uh, yeah, they've got some players. I mean, all, all these teams are respectable all the way well, down. Dude, to for, I actually think a couple of years ago, this was better than the PAC 12, this conference. Really? The PAC 12 had some down years, like two or three years ago. Yeah. Where I felt like for sure this conference was better. Now last year, I think the PAC 12 was better. 
And yeah. this year, I think the Pac-12 is better. But maybe two years ago, though, I do feel like I remember yeah. like, several very good teams in the uh, West well, Coast. St. Conference. Mary's is always a, a tough out. Yeah, um, they were playing really good ball. San Francisco because Kyle Smith, S- Santa Clara's yeah. uh, tournament team every Herb now and Sendek. then. Herb Sendek, Herb Sendek getting in there. There you go. Um, but but that's the only conference that like flat out. I think I know Gonzaga's definitely got that. Yeah. Every wow. other one in college basketball. I think it's open. Yeah. I think it's completely open. And that's why you, you want, you want to watch the games in my, in my yeah, opinion. And like, if one team, if one conference has a super dominant team, that's fun. But if all the conferences have one super dominant team, that's not fun. Well, if you know your final four, if you know your NCAA championship, yeah, it's not good when yeah. you know, at the beginning of the season, that's why I say like the NBA for years, I was like, Oh, we know. Yeah. Cause they cater to their stars. I know. Yeah. When, uh, Give me, give me your, uh, give me your NBA finals this year. Lakers and who? Uh, I mean, I don't even keep up anymore. I didn't, you know, I went all of last year without watching one game. <laughs> I uh, take pride in that. I am actually kind of like, I, 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 I would be lying if I said I can't help checking like what's happening. Us being wizards. Here's here's how bad the NBA sucks. I look on the front page of ESPN.com and there's no mention whatsoever of the fact that Brad Beal dropped 60. Oh, there it is. Got to scroll down a little bit. There it is. Brad Beal, little, little, uh, update 60 point night in a loss. Okay. Like you care less, right? Could care. That, that has become such less. a common thing now that it's not headline news when someone drops 60. Um, Anyway, uh, by the way, Wichita State did cover for me against Houston. Yes, there we go. Um, no, but okay. So, so that that's my thing. Really, is college basketball just uh just all across the board? It's it's you don't know what's happening. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm sure though. To get back to your point, I mean, I don't know the Celtics. I don't know who the fuck else is good in the East. The Bucks. Uh, Milwaukee's too sh- small of a, a fucking city. They won't They're let, gonna have to push uh what's his name to be, the championship at some point. I don't know if Boston he'll get one or, Toronto or, or maybe he'll he'll leave. Giannis is too big of a star not to uh get some finals love. Um yeah, let's see. I can't believe they're talking about expanding. You see that? Yeah, why? <laughs> they need to delete like 12 teams. Yeah, you need more useless teams. <laughs> uh Eastern Conference right now, Sixers, Magic. Nope, they're not going. Pacers, probably not. I don't know who's on their Sixers, team, so. Celtics, and uh, look at the Knicks with a five and three record. But I, it's going to be between the uh, Sixers, uh, Celtics, and maybe the Bucks. And if Brooklyn catches fire with uh, Durant and uh, what's it called, then they would be uh, possible contenders too. But it's one of those four but, teams. Uh, dude, I mean, I've called the NBA Finals for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. Like almost every year for the past decade. Yeah. Last year, I've even won when Kobe Bryant's plane hit the fucking or his helicopter hit them. I I bet, yeah, Lakers oh, that was, to win the championship. It was yeah, easy cash. It's easy money. I mean, this year it is again. They're going to win the championship again. It will be. I could see even maybe Miami East, Eastern Conference is a little more open, but really, I'm going to take Milwaukee out of there. It's Sixers, Celtics, uh, Nets, or Heat coming out of the East and. Uh, probably the heat or something. Yeah. Be a big and then uh, Lakers out of the Western conference. So um, pretty weak sauce, pretty weak sauce. Okay. I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by better than Vegas. Yes. Better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DJs only care about sports betting, baby. 
The best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. So you don't miss any of our videos. If you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time a new SGPN video is posted. Um, I'm going to post one tomorrow. I'll let you. So, so go check that out. Uh, go to, so go to sports podcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our better than Vegas page today. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. Do it. Um, okay. So, so, uh, college basketball, did, does that answer? Does that give you a reason to, uh, to get excited? I would say, I don't know. I it mean, does. No, having it, having it broken down to me like that from someone who's like watching day in day out, getting the whole, like, you know, thing. that's the kind of thing I need to bring me into it on a deeper level because right for the past few years, I've been trying to invest, you know, and you know, just keeping up with it makes it an, an, uh, interesting during tourney time, obviously, once you kind of gotten a few of the personalities, but I need someone to like TMZ it up for me while we go through. So I knew it, man. You're TMZ guy. I knew it, man. <laughs> like I was thinking about this the other day. Someone tagged me in a, a Heisman. Who do I want for Heisman Trophy? And I was like, I give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I truly give. I, I do. I was glad ex- that it wasn't a quarterback. Yeah, I, 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 if I, if I was to de- to give it out, I would have given it. To, yeah. I uh, think he deserved it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't care. I'm still mad. Tommy Frazier never got one. And I hated Nebraska. I was just like, this is the best college football player ever right. in my mind that I've right. seen. And I'm like, they're not going to give him the best trophy. Right. This dude just ran over everybody. <laughs> Who got it? Who's gotten a Heisman trophy while Tommy Frazier hasn't. Uh, Even when Rashawn Salam got what I was like, yeah, I'll take it because we're, I'm a Colorado fan, but right. yeah, Tommy Frazier is way more important to that team. And, and just as far as a football player, right. Way better. <laughs> Uh, who, no, who, who has one? Who, who's the Oklahoma quarterback that won one? Hypel. Hypel. No, 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 no. Jason white. What Jason white. Won yeah. one. Was on. it Bradford? Who was it? I think they've had a few, yeah. a few of those guys won one. Bradford but. definitely won one. Yeah. 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 I knew that dude, dude. Wait, was he a finalist for Tebow? Can we, or can we just he say, won one, didn't he? I know we're all over the place on this episode, which I hope the fans will enjoy, but yeah, I feel like I'm uh, all right. I might've been wrong on Herbert. Yeah. But Wrong. We're right. Most. Of the I time. feel like I'm 90% on it with quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Sam Bradford was one when he was first picked yeah. I was just like, what dude, he was all like gum Gumby looking. It was like, he's playing on a great team with amazing targets. I was all over that dude. I was dude. all over. Who was the one the Vikings took from Florida state? Uh, ponder that one. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And Jamarcus Russell. I was all over. I was yeah. like, Dude. number one, really? Yeah. I mean, and I was like, when, when Cam Newton was getting hated on, I was like, Hey, Am I the only one seeing that this dude's fucking awesome? Like, why is this dude catching so much flack? Yeah, I mean, I, that's I don't when we're him being f- black, probably. <laughs> I feel oh, <laughs> got sure, a lot dude, of I, unnecessary. I shit. was all over like me. I remember me and NC Nick just sitting there seeing like, dude, Russell Wilson is like awesome. really good. Right. Like, why is he? Why is everyone passing on this dude? Yeah, who uh, who from this year in college football? Uh, I want to say uh, Fields may end up being the better pro than. Um, Fields or Trey Lance? Who's going to be better? Fields looks awesome, man. Fields looks really? fucking I think against awesome Indiana and, and I think I look, and I still don't trust Dude, the, everything those, about fields system. looks awesome to me. Yeah. The, the system is a problem, you know, and, and as far as like the transition into the pros, but no man Fields looks like he has it all to me with the only thing he's lacking a little bit is height. And maybe he needs to polish up coming like, into the season. I think I was with you, but I think I actually was more unimpressed Throughout the season, throughout the season, so it made me. It, it kind of and same with Trevor Lawrence, to be honest. 
Yeah. I thought both of them watching the show. It's like, eh, I don't know. I see a lot of like red flags to me that, that and then you see some throws where you're like, okay, well they can do that. Yeah. But when, when, when he, when Trevor Lawrence is on, he looks the part. He still like throws off the back foot a lot. His footwork it bothers yeah. me at times. Like it, it's, he's still Gumby as hell too. You know, but I he, still think he could be good. Uh, but uh, but I mean, he looks like he has thick enough bones that like. Whereas Sam Bradford was a ragdoll. Like I feel like Trevor Lawrence could stand up to the punishment. He needs to bulk up, or he's gonna, he's going to get hurt. But who who else are they projecting in the first round? There's a couple. Uh, the, the kid from BYU. <sighs> what do you think about him? I mean, he's an athlete. I just feel like, what is he like six, three, is he a full six, three? I don't know. I'd be lying if I, if I, if I feel like that might be an overstatement of his height, uh, which doesn't necessarily disqualify. He could be decent in the like drew Brees. I don't believe in the height shit anymore, dude. Look at, look at Kyler Murray. I thought that was a good pick. Although Kyler Murray is like a track runner. Baker Mayfield's undersized. Baker Mayfield is only six feet and, but he is an exceptional competitor. I think the game has changed. I think yeah. back in the eighties and nineties, maybe we could say something like that. But even yeah. then I was one of those guys. I was a fluty believer. Right. I mean, Montana you know, wasn't huge. I yeah. mean, that was, you, you get them out of the pocket, change the launch points. Then well, nowadays with the way the, the QB is protected so much, I don't think you need that. Yeah. I don't think you need it that much. I yeah. mean, obviously it helps to see over the line, but I'm right. saying like, I mean, when you see Herbert, you're like, holy crap, that dude's yeah. a prototype. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't disqualify you. All right, we're going to get to Bama and Ohio state in a second here, but I want to tell people that college experience is brought to you by better edge. Better edge is a stock exchange for sports, bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is, is, is it allows you, if I could talk, is <laughs> it allows you to bet with no vig baby. Uh, since you're buying positions from other sports betters, there is no house. You can play for money in 40 fucking States. Patty C. All right. Oh. Plus we get a, uh, oh, we got a weekly contest going for, for them, you know, for all of those good listeners out there this week, it's the SGP wildcard wager, $10 to enter. And each user will start with a balance of a thousand dollars to wager on multiple events. Uh, the player with the highest earnings will take the entire pool of entry fees. Sign up today at betteredge.com and use the promo code SGP for a, for a free $10 bet. That's better. B E T T O R edge.com promo code S G P Patty C actually, uh, before I get to the, this, I know fans probably want to hear us talk Ohio state, Alabama here. And, um, but what do you think of these wildcard matchups? NFL? Yeah, dude. I gotta say the seventh team while I was wary of it at first, Talk about a it makes it way better. Pleasant uh, experience. Are you pleasant wary surprise. Of it? More games is better. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the first trial run of people. this expanded playoff makes me very happy. There's two more playoff games this weekend. It's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Well, let's let's go through it. Uh, talk about some compelling storylines. Let me get up ESPN.com so we can. You don't have to go to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go, go. We need a, a people. Uh, uh, Colts bills leader. Colts bills, old AFC East matchup here. Uh, I'm so glad this is played in Buffalo and not that dome. Is this the, uh, the Saturday morning game? Isn't this great? This is what's this. This season's been great. But yeah, it is. But yeah. look, here's what's great about this. The only one that really burns us here is the saints, right? Yeah. The Colts dome team play in Buffalo. Cold weather is football. Yeah. The Rams who play it pretty much a dome. It is a dome in LA here. They're playing at Seattle, Tampa. It, it, look, it's still Florida. It's too warm. 
They're they're playing the Redskins in DC. Now Baltimore's playing at Tennessee. Now sure that would like that to be at Baltimore, but still that that could be cold. Tennessee can get cold. Yeah. Chicago yeah. at New Orleans. That sucks because it's in a dome. But you would like to see the, the other Bears way around. The Soldier Field, you know. Yeah. Uh, but Brown Steelers, fantastic. Yeah, lovely. Right? So great visuals. Yeah, way better, dude. Brown Steelers is like that's football. I uh, let's get some rain and some mud on the field, yes. and you know, bring me back. You know what I'm going to do too? I've kind of decided, like, amidst all this ugliness in the world, I just want to go back to the 1980s. So I'm going to completely decorate my apartment. In 1980 stuff. No, I thought you were gonna say something even cooler. What's which that? is, uh, what, what, I like what you're doing. Do a bunch of blow. No, well, sure, that, that's cool too. <laughs> that's very you 80s. Be, hey, be you, man. <laughs> but, uh, sure. but uh, I thought you were gonna say I'm gonna start watching week by week, like my brother, my oldest brother is like watching. Go he's texting me. He's like Rick Tootin, the punter of the Seahawks, got blasted. You know, like, and I'm just getting texts. <laughs> right. That's what, that's my life, guys. Yeah, that, that's but, the best. But I did it all summer. That's true. And, and I'm going to do it again. Super yeah. fun. Yeah. You know what? You know what actually made me uh, have that moment of clarity? What's that? Is I was watching the Mandalorian, you know, and I was like, this feels like the fucking 80s. If you want to experience the eighties, yeah. you know, the, the Mandalorian does a pretty good job of capturing they, that they feeling. Do a great job. Thanks for bringing star Wars back. John Favreau. Yeah. Much love. Great work. Great work. Um, okay. So hold on. Colts bills. Saturday morning, 10 AM bills minus six and a half. Look, I can't. Uh, you know, I'm a huge Bills guy, which is yeah. which is crazy because I wasn't. If you, take, if you take me in 1990, yeah, despised the Buffalo. Well, no, Bills. you. I think you really despised them, but yeah. I, I didn't like them. I yeah. didn't like them. By I any, despised yeah. the Bills. Uh, well, they. You know what? It's come to find out. There's a reason why I didn't like them. I didn't know it at the time. But who, who's their uh, GM? Pullian. I've never been a big fan of that guy. Oh, he went. Oh, he the pass interference. The Patriots. Are oh yeah. I mean, that's kind of why they were like, uh, they were the little high octane bitch team back. Well, no, then. but when he went to the Colts, he was the one that hit yeah. Peyton Manning lobby Manning. to get that thing. Yeah. Change and see those horrible pass interference rules. But now the bills have been really cool. Bills mafia has really won me over. Oh, they're I always, and, and actually when I look back at those days, I, I, you know, I'm a big Don BB guy. I've been on the show. Yeah. Uh, all those guys, Steve Tasker's. They had guy. beasts. I like Andre Reed. I like Daryl Talley. Cornelius Bennett was a beast. I like they were all good. those guys. They just won too much. I'm a Thurman Thomas guy. To tell you the truth. Yeah. Oh, you gotta be a Thurman guy. Yeah. I hated him at the time. Yeah, I, I still don't know that I'm a Jim Kelly guy. Now I will say, I mean, obviously the guys fought cancer like 30 times. So kudos to him. Yeah. I wish him the best, but I was not a big Jim Kelly guy. Now when they got Flutie, now, now I'm on board, but they did right. him dirty. They did. Do they him did him dirty. For Rob Johnson. And they, look, and once again, that was the football gods getting even. Yeah, because what happened that game? That was they started and Wycheck those that passed the dice, yeah, and that was the last playoff win they had. Uh, the playoff game they had for for like a while. Yeah, they didn't. The Bills didn't win that. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, they yeah. Uh, yeah last playoff game. But that's what they got. That was the gods because Flutie had gotten to like a ten and six or eleven and yeah. five, and they bench him in you week don't seventeen. Fuck with Flutie, okay? Oh, well, the, apparently, like the the owner called down and said like Rob Johnson's our future. Yeah, like I, I heard Start Wade Phillips talk about it. Wade Phillips didn't want to. Yeah. He was like, dude, Flutie's our guy. Yeah. When you have shit like that going, it's horrible. Yeah. So what do you got? Bills? Yeah. Give me the bills, baby. In the weather. I don't think. Uh, what are they calling for? I don't think Philip Rivers is ready for uh, the chill of January in upstate New York. Um, are you doing a little weather.com? I am doing a little Buffalo weather. All right. You get to that. Let me uh, talk about another Saturday game is the. Rams and Seahawks. Rams Seahawks. Divisional is the matchup. Oh, I did see uh what's his name? Um 
Aaron Donald saying that the Rams or the Seahawks were who they wanted. I don't think he's right. I think they would have rather gotten the rest the, the, the Redskins or the saints because the Seahawks are, you know, with the saints, not having drew Brees, the Seahawks are probably the second most potent team in that conference. Although I do understand that their defense isn't awesome. The Rams have the potential to win that game, but I guess without golf, you got to lean Seattle in Seattle Saturday, high of 35 degrees. Whoo, Indianapolis, that dome shit ain't going to fly. Remember like the, uh, the bills were thinking about getting a dome. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. If they went to Toronto. Yeah. Thank God for, thank God that this is stayed in American sport. There was a time when I wanted um, uh, football to expand internationally. I hope to God it stays within our borders. <laughs> I thought you wanted Mexico city to get a team. The Raiders to go to Mexico City. It would be fun. Don't you? I mean, but gosh, can you imagine? Uh, Those dudes would get kidnapped. After all right, Rams Seahawks. You're taking Seattle minus three and a half. Uh, Rams. Um, see, yeah, I'll take Seahawks to cover. I think Seahawks will too. Uh, here's the one. Here's the one. Skins versus Brady. Redskins Bucks in DC. DC's being burnt down as we speak. Yep. Skins catching eight. Skins. But Alex Smith is not all the way healthy, dude. And he's not good either. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, they don't shit the bed. The defense is amazing. And Alex Smith is uh, able to manage the game. Give well me that beer opener. There you go. Um, but uh, he's not going to light the bucks up, but the bucks were just in a dog fight with the Falcons. The second in, you know, the last few weeks with the Falcons, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, Falcons suck. So, you know, while I'm not a, a, an expert on the bucks, they don't strike me as a team. That's, Skins D line can give old man Brady a game. I would love to see them fuck yeah. him up. Give me a Joe Montana moment with uh, oh yes. Give me Chase Young yes. going Leonard Marshall on. Yes. A- <laughs> now you're speaking. Dude, that would be the best thing that happened to the NFL in decades. That would be man. Uh, if only if only the Skins fans could be in the stands to fucking celebrate that moment as loudly as I it always deserves. wanted that to happen to Peyton Manning too. I did. You know, I'm I'm really sad that. Tom Brady's not on the Patriots because I always envisioned the Steelers ending his career with like a knee injury. <laughs> um, so that didn't happen, unfortunately. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Then Sunday's games, Ravens, Titans, Ravens, a three and a half point favorite. What the fuck? Why? Give me the Titans. They beat them last yeah. year. I mean, look, uh, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson's good. I'm sure he's improved a little bit. A, a year of experience goes a long way. And I do think Lamar Jackson, if he continues to improve may have Super Bowl potential as a quarterback, you know, the, the Ravens got sent home by Tennessee last year. Yeah. They, they were the smacked. best record in football, I believe. Right. Yeah. What, 14 and two last yeah. year. They got fucking destroyed. So I do love this matchup because it builds a rivalry essentially. Yeah. I like that too. And I like that. Uh, Tennessee has finally, you know, gone to blue helmets and got, gotten their own identity a little different than no, they're the still, they're old still Oilers. Yeah, they're still they're horrible, to hit but it's delete, a, delete yeah, on it. Yeah, if hit there was a team the that I had to delete, yeah. but what I'm saying Panthers is Panthers or Titans, which one? Or Jacksonville? Titans, get out I of agree. there. I agree. Yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is the Titans, I mean, the fact that their colors are so different than the Tennessee Volunteers, it's hard for me to like integrate those both as Tennessee teams. But I'm working on it. And I think that Derrick Henry being probably deserving of the MVP this year. He's a fucking beast. Two thousand yards is awesome. Uh and look, I can get behind Tennessee. Well, he's being, like an old school running back, dude. Yeah, They're, he's he's giving them the cred that they need to become like you know a, an, an actual NFL team to me right now. So if the, if if they get behind him and they roll through the playoffs, 
then I'm all for Tennessee this year. Yeah. And normally I've kind of dude, not I'm like the Titans that day. much. Give me the Titans. Give me the Titans on the money line. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh Bears at Saints. Man, I would love to see the Bears win this game. Look, I I I like the Saints despite them if there was a dome team that I would root for. Yeah. It would be the Saints. Yeah. Mainly because I guess the 70s or the the, the 80s 90s I kind of well, the some super of those teams. dome is a cool stadium yeah well and that's one city that actually kind of needs a dome as a hurricane right. provided like yeah probably Evidence. saved yeah. thousands of people's lives um it's below sea level so maybe yeah. if there's one the humidity case, is like 95 percent I don't give a fuck about that because yeah like if you can play Miami outdoors yeah. yeah um but I, I'll give them a little bit of a a little, little bit break there, yeah. But I'm a Bears, you know me, Patty. See, I'm a fucking Bears guy, all the dude. Way. All the way. Uh, I love the fucking Bears. Yeah, I mean Mitchell Trubisky. Dude, the um, Bears are are like to me what I when I think of the NFL, they are the, the first NFL. team that is that comes to my mind. Yeah, they're right. They're pretty yeah. much. I'm right. Right. I mean, it's almost a disrespect to the Packers to say that, but like. I kind of with you. Not when you think the about the guy who the started Midway. football. George S. House yes. is the most Dick American. Bunkus, yeah. Singletary, Ditka. Yeah. Some legends. Jimmy Mack. Yeah. God, Walter it's just P. such great fucking. Yeah. Such great names have been a part of them. Yeah. Such great personalities. I love the Packers too, though. That's what's crazy. Is that yeah. like they're like, of course. Dude, they're my favorite teams. You know what I mean? Like I root yep. for like football teams. You yeah. know what I mean? The Browns are a football team. Uh, Vince Lombardi has a quote that I live by. Winners never quit and quitters never win. There you go. Vincey. Vincey was the man. I love Vince. Um, but yeah, I want the bears to win that game. Hell yeah. Give me the nine and a half. Trubisky does it. Bears shock the fucking world. I don't know if I actually am going <laughs> to bet on it, but I want them to win. <laughs> I think they get killed. Would you take the nine and a half if you had to? Uh, no, I think, I mean, <laughs> is, is breeze going to be playing? Do we know yet? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Not a chance. Give me, uh, give me the Saints all day in the dome. Uh, I will say, when the Saints were starting, my guy Taysom Hill, I was a huge fan of that of uh, the Bears covering. No, of or, the Saints. Or yeah, I mean, yeah, time. definitely. I mean, I'm right. still kind of a fan of. Now that. this one, I hope, I hope my Browns do it. Cleveland <laughs> at Pittsburgh. This is like, dude, what's the the best matchup to me in the whole fucking playoffs right now of these six games? Is this one? Just well, because it's a back. This is like football. This is football. Yeah. This is what we're supposed to get. This yeah. is. And you know what? Uh, I don't know if I've broken this one out before, but uh, these are two original NFL teams, right? And the story is that uh, when the AFC or in the NFL and the AFL merged, they needed uh, two teams or a few teams from the NFL to go to the AFL to even up the conferences. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Steelers and Browns both said, we don't give a fuck who we're playing as long as we're playing each other. So they both went over to the AFC or they AFL. Sent the Lions to the NFL, right? I know the the, the, the NFC, Lions I mean. were were in the NFL. Who and did they, they send? Someone went over. Them, I don't right? think anyone no? went from the uh, NFL. I mean, eventually the the Seahawks went from the uh, yeah. AFC yeah, to the yeah, NFC yeah, yeah. later on. But yeah, like, but I was thinking initially, I thought so. The Lions were NFL. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Um. So yeah, give me the six a, points in the Browns, baby. Yeah, Steelers. I don't. I mean, who's who knows? Uh, Thirty-five, uh, thirty-seven degree high. What are they lost four out of the last five? The Steelers after an eleven zero start. Uh, Thirty-five degree high. Thirty-seven degree high. Lovely, lovely. Get, let's get some rain in there. Uh, look, I'm a Steelers fan, so I'll never root for the Browns. But as an NFL fan, 
I kind of almost want the Browns to win this. Uh, Sunday in Tennessee, high of 43. It's a damn shame they're not playing this on Saturday because 36 on Saturday. Still good, though. Um, let's get that Seattle weather forecast. And then DC. We got Seattle. Uh, will be chance of rain, 45 degree high. I think there's always a chance of rain yeah. in Seattle. Um, and we got DC, Washington, DC. I was just there. We got that as a high of 42, not freezing. Like you'd like it. Yeah. But unfortunately they got some, some rain or snow coming Tuesday or Wednesday. Damn it. <laughs> There's always next week. Go bills. Um, all right. So we picked that. Okay. Let me tell you this. The college experience is brought to you by ACE per head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how, well, guess what? ACE per head is here to help you help you start your own sports book. They'll provide an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top notch customer support going 24 seven and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus ACE per head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. You're getting pretty automatic with that. I'm a fucking machine. <laughs> I, I, uh, what do we got here? Seven and a half points. This is what Bama's favored by. Uh, Games whew. in Miami. Let's get a Miami. To, give me rain. Give me rain. You know, right off the jump here, I'm saying give me Ohio State all day to cover that. Cloudy with 76 degrees. Holy shit. It's hot. Tuesday, Jeez. Tuesday rain. Miami is it's crazy. That is straight up tropics. Um, Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say that now here's a little TMZ for this, you know, Ohio state, Alabama, this was what? Five or six years ago. How much of a revenge factor is this for Nick Saban? Do you, I mean, because there becomes a little bit of a storyline if Ohio state does it twice or a little bit of a, a stigma, the, the kryptonite. Yeah. That they, that well, Alabama you, is I, their well, bitch. And if you go to uh Saban, probably at Michigan state, well, you know, it's funny. What's his record against it? The, uh, the story about Saban at Michigan state that I read was that, uh, the moment that he, uh, like really like two and two career wise against Ohio state. Yeah. Not bad. The moment two and one at Michigan state at Michigan state. Yeah. So, wow. No one won at Bama. So, so maybe uh, Ohio state is not Saban's kryptonite. Well, no, if they lose this, they will be two, he'll be two and three. They'll be losing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think Meyer might be his kryptonite, but he's not there anymore. But um, what's it called? No, supposedly uh, that was the Ohio state. I think Ohio state was ranked number one or so that game when Michigan state upset them. And I think 99, um, and that was the game that Saban committed to being quote, quote, process oriented and just said, fuck it. I don't care what happens in this game. I'm just going to like focus on doing every aspect of the game as perfectly as possible. And lo and behold, it resulted in a huge upset. And so he's been committed to that ever since. And obviously it's worked pretty well for him. So you better start thinking about his, he should. So what do you, so let, well, let's break down this game a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's actually talk that Jalen Waddle might play this game. I love it. I fucking love it. And yeah. you know what? If you had asked me early in the season or based on last year, who is the better receiver between him and Devonte Smith? I would have said Waddle. I think I might've too. Waddle's fucking nasty. I think I might've too. That could be a interesting little extra jolt of juice for Alabama. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm still, I'm still over here looking at Chris Chandler's Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but when you break this this game down, uh, 
what do you think? Who's got the offensive edge? Obviously Alabama, right? Um, but Alave being healthy, huge for Ohio State. Fields maybe with those rib injuries, if that's if that's a true storyline, that will certainly be uh, you know, yeah, a huge limit factor. him running. Yeah, he was w- wincing all through the second half there. So pussy, uh, yeah, <laughs> pussy with like five broken ribs. Um, yeah, I, I I guarantee you he's got some kind of spinal injury or uh, ribs being broken. Spinal, spinal. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting that Ohio State didn't use their tight ends much throughout the year, but you know, really got them involved in the Clemson game. I wonder if that's because Alave wasn't playing, but either way, uh, or wait, was he? Cause no, he played in the Clemson game. Yeah. yeah. Who he, he was he didn't one play that was, in the Northwestern game. Okay. Alave was the one that was uh, burning Clemson deep constantly. Right. Yeah. 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 So maybe scratch that. I believe so. I didn't actually watch much of that game. Oh yeah. Fourth quarter. <laughs> that's right. Colby I watched in, the highlights uh, in protest. I'll mode. be honest, dude. I have to, because I am contractually obligated to be watching this game, right? <laughs> You're t- tempted to skip on the national. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this: I, that there's a big game in the Missouri Valley that night, and I, it is more. It, I, I, I'm not shitting you. I'd rather watch it, but uh, I would at least have both TVs on. <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean? I'm picture not gonna. I'm not gonna. You got the national championship yeah, in the little screen. I would. <laughs> yeah, volume on the um, uh, Missouri Valley game. <laughs> I, w- I would completely. So, um, anywho. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking the points and I say money line play. Ooh, bucks, baby. Give me the bucks. You know what? I think like, uh, I think I do have to root for Ohio state in this one. You got to. Yeah. Uh, I, you have nefarious reasons for voting Ohio. Well, state. Look, I want them to go eight and oh. So then for <laughs> every team that has eight wins can claim the same, right? That we accomplished that. They have a national well. championship. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's as good as any other fucking national championship in history, all gimmicks. Dude, we really do need to go back and do that. When we were looking at uh, what, which one were we looking at? Dude, Alabama uh, in like sixty-one, I think. Yeah, sixty-one or sixty-four, I think. Played, went ten and zero in the regular season, and then played uh, Texas, Texas yeah. in one of the either Cotton or Orange Bowl, and uh, lost. Yeah. And Texas was also uh, a one-loss team yeah. that year. And beat them head up in the last and game. I don't, of the season. I don't even think. Hold on, nineteen. Let me pull up nineteen. And Alabama's claiming a national championship that year, and I guess we're awarded. But even the next year, I thought was a gimmick too. The the uh, hold on, nineteen sixty one national championship was at least they won their next their last game. I think in sixty five. What, what year was it? Sixty four. I think sixty four. Yeah. But either way, that was like one of the first ones we looked at, and we're like, "That's a suspect national championship." Tell you, it's for all of them, dude. All right? I mean, uh, it's for all in the nineties. In the nineties, yeah. there were some where it's like, okay, they only played two ranked teams this year. <laughs> two ranked teams. In what sixty four, sixty five? I'm sorry, three. Um, and so they, yeah, sixty four. They lose to Texas, still claim a national championship, although Texas had the same record and beat them in the national championship. <laughs> Somebody figure that out to me. All right. Well, there were, I want to say one of the years back in the day, like most of the years, they had like two national, but you, there was a year they had but, four national champions, but you wait, you get why they're doing that, right? They're claiming that they're essentially doing exactly what UCF did exactly what every team should do. Cause they're saying, well, we yeah. still had the same, we lost Someone the national championship we were, game, yeah. but we had the same record as the winner. Yeah. So therefore we are still champions. Yeah. So I am saying that every team that wins eight games, if Ohio state wins, yeah, should claim a championship. <laughs> I'm I'm for it. I don't want Ohio state or Only Alabama one way to have for another this thing to get championship. opened up. 
And that's what all those universities. If banners fucking, are being yeah, hung everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, when are we going to hang our banner? When are we going to make a national championship? Or a, uh, well, look, I still got my, my medallion, my Tecmo <laughs> Super Bowl techno, medallion. Well, you're yet to hang a, a Tecmo oh. banner. But we, yeah. we have won. I tried to find my trophy at home. I think it's like a two-inch tall basketball. Couldn't find it, unfortunately. It's tucked away in some box somewhere. It should be on, uh, above my mantle right now, above my chimney. But um, but I am going to make a banner for our 13-14 year. Championship, man. Yeah. You, that was success, Magic, man. baby. Undefeated. Best best year. The ma- only only championship the Magic are ever going to win <laughs> was when we had it. Hello. Nick, if Nick Anderson could have made four free throws, right? <laughs> right. Um, dude, uh What's the key to Alabama winning? You think? Uh, turn into a track meet. I think if they can get to fields like like Indiana did, yeah, like Northwestern did, he's capable of throwing some turnovers. So I think that's the key for Bama. What's the key for Ohio State? I'm gonna say to exploit that Bama defense, which I think they can. Yeah, I do too. I mean, here's the thing: is that Alabama's defense? I don't know that like. Ohio state would even get outgunned in a track meet, you know, with Alabama. I think Alabama has got a few more weapons, yeah. but shit, uh, sermon. It's not even like they need to slow their tempo down. And that dude's like nasty. Yeah. Going to get his. And so who are you taking? You taking the points? I'm taking the points. Yeah. Say, sprink- sprinkle I'm, some on the Buckeyes. Maybe sprinkle uh, some on the Buckeyes. I like what you're doing. Look, I'm with you. Actually, I'm with you. Sprinkle you a little. Go. Don't be a pussy, dude. Yeah. All right, guys. This is the college experience uh, invitational preview and uh, and college basketball talk and NFL and fucking everything. I feel like we we're having fun. We still here. haven't gone through the seven police academy movies or the eight police <laughs> academy movies. We got to do an episode. We're gonna of that. get there. Um, please, if you can, if you're a first time listener, we handicap every single Division One college basketball and college football game. Make sure you subscribe. Available on all platforms. We also. Uh, you know, way, we're way over 500 picking all the games and especially our locks way over 500. We give it to you all for free at sports Make sure you check it out. Uh, I'm uh, on Twitter at uh, the Colby D give me a follow. Give Patty C a follow at Patty C eight, three, one, give NC Nick a follow at NC underscore N I C K. And if you're really swift, get over to iTunes, give us a five-star review, say some nice things about us. We'd certainly appreciate it. Oftentimes sponsors say that's the, the thing to, to, the deal breaker for them to go in a couple. They want to see fans talking about the product they're about to invest in. So get over Boom. there and, and do us that solid. Just get on there. Take a yes. couple shots while you're doing that. <laughs> Take some artistic freedom in your five-star review. Yeah. Fuck we yeah. don't care what you say. Uh, Talk about how I got the smallest dick on the West side here, <laughs> even though I got big dick energy, you know? Yeah. And talk Just, about, uh, how soft these quarterbacks are. We need Eric Heupel back in the league <laughs> um, or Hipple, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, uh, sports gambling podcast is on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them a follow. Check out the Slack channel for sports gambling podcast. Best way to keep, keep up to date with all the stuff. This is the college experience. Invitational preview and college basketball. 2021 talk. You better start thinking about yours and we out.
It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.